Thank you so much for downloading this episode of So What Do You Really Do? The podcast where I, your host, Dodo Dennis Maller, speak with artists and entertainers, and this is a special bonus episode this week. Uh, Jackson Blue, last uh, last week, two days ago, was the official close to Radio Month for the podcast, uh, and this is a bonus episode. This is the unofficial uh, ending of Radio Month, because there's no better way, I think, in my head to finish radio than with a podcast about podcasts. Uh, this is actually a swap cast with my buddy Stephen Richard K from the sketch group Mr. Bismuth. Uh, he came over. It was the day uh, that I f- just flew back from Charm City Comedy Festival uh, from Baltimore, where I was there doing comedy, doing the Charm City Comedy Festival, having a good time. I flew in, and we were going to meet up at my place and do a swap cast. He does his podcast, I do my podcast, and then we both, and then we both release them. He actually released his earlier today. Mine's coming out right now, uh, right now at the evening, uh, because you know I just wanted to make sure his was out before mine. Because this is a shorter version. There's just the small middle part of his, and then there's mine, which is going to be the big long thing that I usually do. So you're going to get both podcasts here. If you want to check out his podcast, uh, search for a co-host. Go to searchforacohostpod.com and download that episode, and then you can come back and listen to this episode and see what the difference is between what he edited and what I didn't edit, which was everything. Didn't edit a single thing. I might even actually have parts and I was like, oh, uh, this out later, and I, uh, I'm i not going to, uh, just because I wanted that drastic difference between what he does and what I do. He does a very short, very um, to-the-point uh, character kind of questions, like weird questions. Uh, here's a very descriptive podcast. Mine's a little more free form chat conversation. The talking about day jobs is just a catalyst for us to have conversation and for you, the audience, to get to know who it is that I'm talking to. Uh, so that's how I do my podcast. That's how I like my interview style to be. He has a completely different style. So it's nice that we had that, that difference. And we're always both trying to take hold of the conversation uh, throughout the entire time. Like the entire time, we're both asking each other questions. We're kind of interviewing each other uh, back and forth. So that was really fun. Uh, A <laughs> little, little uh, background on Stephen. He, like I said, is in uh, the sketch group, Mr. Bismuth, who I think is an amazing sketch group. That's why I ha- wanted him on the podcast and because I wanted to know what he did, but he won't tell us on the podcast. That's the little caveat to this thing. He talks a little bit about his job, but he can't, he's too. And we'll get into it. We talk about where he keeps his business life, his work life, and his home life, and his comedy life completely separate, which is weird to me. So it was very fascinating to listen to somebody who is on that side of the spectrum where it's like, oh, none of the two shall ever meet. Whereas me, everything I do is I'm dead or dentist on everything. Uh, I mean, granted, I well, All right, let's talk about this for a second because I just had an argument with this, with another comedian about this. I don't force people to call me Dead or Dennis. I rarely actually, I never introduce myself as Dead or Dennis. I always introduce myself to people as Dennis. I use Dead or Dennis Maller as a stage name when I'm on stage. I've never forced anyone to ever call me that. People do on stage, off stage. People have asked me, what do you prefer to be called? I was like, I don't care. Call me whatever you want. doesn't matter. I'll answer to it. There are people do who do call me dead air dentist, and that's fine. I'm not going to say, no, 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 I'm not on stage, don't call me that. Or there's people who introduce me as just Dennis Maller on stage. It's like, all right, that's fine. It's not a big deal. It's a branding thing. It's where, ugh, is that, I'm talking about that that business side of comedy that I hate so much to talk about and to acknowledge as a thing. But, yes, yeah, so that's exactly what I'm doing with it. Um, I don't know if I've ever gone all over. I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast, but we'll talk about it now. Where the name came from. One of the jobs I did in radio is I was a censor for a morning show. 
and there was a guy who was doing the job before me. I was the second person to take over the job. So when that guy gave the job to me, they didn't actually have a, a, a title for it. They kind of just called it the dump button position. So the Joe Bevilacqua, the program director at DC101 at the time, jokingly referred to the position as the dead air dentist position instead of the dump position. So during this, this was all during this, the time of MySpace. And what happened was I needed to create a MySpace because I needed to create one for the band I was managing at the time. So I created one for myself as well. And the name that I picked was MySpace.com slash, as you can guess it, Dead Air Dennis. And it kind of followed me a little bit. I didn't really think much about it. Never used it on air at the time. And then Twitter came around and I was Dennis1043 because I was working at, at Channel1043, the radio station. And at some point I kind of felt disconnected from the station, so I changed the Twitter handle to at Dead or Dennis. The station went defunct and it flipped to Z1043. They brought in a morning show. My good buddy Jackson Blue, who you heard la- two days ago. I keep wanting to say last week. <laughs> the podcast just came out two days ago. <laughs> Uh, by the way, if you haven't listened to that podcast, uh, do listen to it, please, if you want. It's a great conversation between two friends uh, while they drink a bottle of rosé and curse a lot. It's funny to listen to Jackson curse. I mean, not for me. I'm sure any listeners who know Jackson Blue, uh, they find it funny listening to him curse. Uh, so anyway, when we brought him to Z1043 as our morning show, uh, he wanted me to do a bit on the show. And I was like, all right, well, he goes, what name do you go by on air? I was like, there's probably my regular name, just Dennis. And he goes, no, nah, I like the dead or Dennis. Like, you should use that. I was like, ugh. Okay. And then when I started doing stand up, decided to keep branding it. So there we are. That's the name that I went with. And I, you know, if uh, there's, there's time to change it. Nobody's trust me. I can change it very easily. I can have people stop calling me that. There's people who wish they could stop calling me that. I'm sure. I don't know why it's people make a weird thing about it. They do though. I don't know. I guess I make a, I do the same thing when I think about other people who have weird, dumb stage names. Uh, or people who put their put comedian in front of their name on Facebook, you know, I don't know. Like it's we accept it in certain, like in urban comics we accept that, in black comics we accept that, but a white guy with a nickname, ugh, it's a hack apparently. Anyway, doesn't matter. Doesn't actually tell you how good or bad I am at comedy, but people want to believe it does anyway. So back to this, Stephen Richard K. Uh, so it was great having him in. I hope you enjoy this uh, Swabcast special episode putting a unofficial end to radio month my podcast my swapcast with sketch performer steven richard k hey hello first of all calm down (laughs) breathe i heard about your problem i'm one of your listeners i'm led liker so i was one oh so you're the one who left you left the the very nice review on there thank you yeah. Uh, now anyone who actually heard if there's two, if there's two listeners who have listened to every yeah. episode, so anyone else who heard the one where I compl- where I complimented yeah. it, now is on the inside. It's like, oh well, I guess it doesn't really matter that somebody said something nice because he it was it was another podcaster. Uh, it was his own friend. It doesn't count. Like, yes, it doesn't count. <laughs> the only thing that would have made that count less is if it was my mom who wrote it, and I know my mother won't because she can't figure out the internet. No, what's worse, I think I'm the only one who's ever rated my own, and I said you're great. <laughs> Steve signed Steve so that's friggin that's worse but if you do it like over the top obvious that it's yourself yeah then I think that's if it wasn't like a legitimate like yeah yeah I tried to make it so it was obvious that it was me if I recall okay yeah Uh, because I think that's just funny like if I if I had that 
absurdity about my comedy, I, that's what I would do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not an absurdist in that way. No? Um, no, no, no. Unfortunately not. I'm very... Actually, I'm probably too straight-laced to be a comedian. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I like to be very exact. So you're just and, like trying to make sense of things and how the world is so screwed up. You're like, that's what you're trying to do? You're like... Yes, I'm the sane man in the insane world in my head at all times. I'm the fish okay. out of water, but yeah. the water is crazy and I'm the sane one. Yeah. If that makes any sense at all. Yeah. Uh, so... And also, uh, I'm not going to compliment you on, on your studio because I've heard that everyone does that. <laughs> So I do sucks. like hearing it, but yeah. It's no. a piece of shit. This place sucks. <laughs> I got to order new, uh, or not new. I have to order uh, soundproofing or uh, yeah. soundproof, acoustic foam. Uh, but that uh, chunky, dirty old mattress that I used to sleep on, and it's now a guest mas- mattress if anyone wants to stay when over. When the podcast room has to uh, be a guest bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, Devils is a guest bedroom, like when a bucker at a local comedy club gets too drunk at a... Yeah. At a party, and then yeah. I have to stumbly bring her home. Yeah. Probably should not have said the gender, because then that totally give away who I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you may not know, because you don't do uh, stand-up. Right? I don't do stand-up, no. Yeah. Nope. Well, uh, all right, so I guess, are you going first with your show, or am I going first with my show, or are we just going to talk and then both release the same thing? How do you want to do the swap guest thing? Because like, right. you know me. I'm, I'm mostly without a format. It's right. a lot of rambling on both sides. <laughs> so my podcast, the Search for a Co-host podcast, I do basically have a format. Okay, let's and go. And I go that. for like twenty to thirty minutes. So we'll just say it's my podcast now. Okay. And then uh, <laughs> because it's like I'm not like myself. Like I'm like because I feel like I'm talking to you like a person. But like when I'm hosting the Search for a Co-host podcast, I'm almost in host mode. Almost. I don't know. One of my favorite podcasts, and we'll get into talking about podcasts and how much we love them later. But yeah. I love Comedy Bang Bang, and that's one of my favorites. And I don't know. I don't know if I try to do it like that, but I don't know. I'm sure that's a definite influence. Oh, it's, a, it's, it's fine to have influences and be inspired to to be similar to things. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, there's a very fine line between being influenced and ripping off. But exactly. I think yeah. there's nothing wrong with being influenced. Right. I mean, I mean, my theme song, it's made by Reggie Watts. Sound alike? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it's made by Wedgie Rots. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Search for a Co-host podcast. My name is Stephen Richard K, and today my guest is Dead Air Dennis Maller. Hello! And uh, so, the Search for a Co-host podcast, this is my never-ending search for a co-host of the show. So basically, you get to brag about yourself, the fact that you're a fellow podcaster, and you've been in radio for a lot of years. Too long. Too many years. I was just, uh, I just did uh, one of the podcasts I recorded for my podcast, so what do you really do? I uh, spoke with an old friend of mine in radio yesterday, and we were having a uh, conversation about radio and dating ourselves back to when we started in radio as jobs and dating yeah. ourselves back to the the people we used to listen to because her and I grew up listening to the same radio stations for the most part. And then yeah. we were talking about like the – well, for her, most of my – most of her and I, my idols are people she works with or worked with because she just lost her job. Mm-hmm. So – they hate it, and I've met them, and I know them, and I'm I'm friendly with them, but not friends like she is. It's one of those, if we run into each other, like, oh, yeah, you, Dennis, okay. Whereas they're, like, calling each other to go for coffee. That's the level of friendship between the difference. But they, she would mention, you know, that she listened to so-and-so when she was in high school. We, we listened to the same people when we were in high school, and they hate hearing that because they're, they're now our, you know, partner or our coworkers. Exactly, yeah. And they don't want it to seem older. Yeah, they, they don't want to seem yeah. older than they are, and it's really not that difference in age. Yeah, because they ju- they're just four or five, six years older than than Joe and I. 
Right. And so they're we're, we're Joe and I are in our mid thirties, and they're in their early forties. So when you're high school, let's say fifteen, sixteen years old, twenty one, twenty two years old, yeah, pro- totally appropriate to start, you know, being a well known radio jock if that is what the age range is. I think it's closer to ten years, but anyway, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so I, uh, yeah, radio. Okay, I don't know. Radio. Did you want to start with a question? No, yeah. So, like, it's it's a bullshit way to get you to start talking and brag about yourself. Yeah, so I do a good job of filling. Be... I good, do yeah. a good job of filling the void. Like, if you just just introduce me and I'll keep talking. Yeah, and but... I was like, I was like, how can I? And like, so well, that's one of the things I clutch to. I'm like, I always do. First of all, it's because of what my the bandwidth I pay for. If I if my if I do two twenty minute or thirty minute shows a month, and that's usually what I do. I release the podcast every other Tuesday. And then I'm okay with my $7 Libsyn plan. But if I do it any longer, then I got to pay a little bit extra. Yeah. And so, but on the other part of it is like the fear of, oh no, like sometimes I talk to like strangers and I'm just like, you know, come talk to me. And it, like, if it's only like 20, 30 minutes, fine. You know, it's easy. But I'm like, in my head, I'm like, what are we going to talk about for like an hour, hour and a half, two hours or something like that, depending on however long you talk to. But it's like. You are a very easy guy to talk to, and I'd like to think that I am too. I'd like to hope, especially with my podcasting, but I don't know. It, it just happens, right? Yeah, well, I also, this is the weird thing. This is what held me back from doing podcasts is this kind of a thing where it's like, yeah, I feel like I'm a, a decent interviewer and a good chatter, and I know I can talk, so like, if somebody has me on a guest, just intro me and I'll talk. I'll fill the void. Yeah. But to the point where I almost take over the show. I did a podcast Fine. back in Baltimore where I essentially just took over the show. Yeah. Uh, and interviewed the guests who were on. Like, we did a, a five-hour <laughs> podcast, two episodes. Yeah. Uh, but they're thinking, I don't know what's going to be edited down to, but they did one, and I was in the background, and then we did mine, and they were still sitting in. And I essentially just started interviewing the two of them <laughs> and just bring up different things and just completely bowled over the, co- the, the host of it. Yeah. Because uh, that's what I do. If uh, and then, uh, So that's... Getting to the point that's always hold, held me back for so many years of doing a podcast was one didn't want to be just another comedian with a podcast. Yeah, uh, but also I uh, don't take this the wrong way because it doesn't uh, mean you specifically or anyone who I've had on my podcast specifically. I didn't want to just interview nobodies who are not used to being interviewed. And it's not right. because they're not because I don't want. I only want to be, uh, interview famous people. No, it's because I only want to. Uh, you want to be interesting. People. Well, people who are interesting, but also people who know how to, to be interviewed. Right. Um, I, my friend Joe, who is a radio professional, first time she's ever done a podcast or been a guest on anything. So I have huh. faith yeah. that she she did a great job talking and filling the void right. after the first few minutes because she, she gave me the standard, like, unplugging things talk, like the short answer, yeah. the, uh, the the soundbite answers. Right. She started doing that she instinctively. Used to the two, you know, the... 30 second sound bites where it's like, yeah, yeah. with the real, all right, now it's time to play for the new thing from Nelly and the St. Lunatics. Is that still irrelevant? I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> so I, I, yeah, so she started doing sound bites and then we got into real natural conversation. Yeah. Uh, so that's one reason I go long. Uh, but also the other thing was, uh, I did, uh, I originally started doing an internet local music show mm-hmm. in college and, uh, E-Radio WMCR at Rockville <laughs> Co- or Montgomery College in Rockville, Maryland. And one of the things that I found... Listen, I can make up call signs if you want to. <laughs> Trust me. The, our, our, our bandwidth, our server, held 100 listeners. It doesn't matter if I made it up or not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is real, and still nobody will care. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, 
I would interview bands that would come on again. I'm being the, I'm the first person to ever interview them because they're just fucking garage band, punk, right. shitty punk bands coming on. And it'd be one of these things like I would do the show. I would have them come in at the, uh, five minutes before the show starts, Get bring them to the studio, hang out, get them acclimated to the room, do about 30 minutes, 40 minutes of the show, and then turn over to them, do an interview, performance, interview, performance. Yeah. Hour and uh, one hour, sixty minutes done. Boom out. So everything as soon as they come in, they're all laughing and joking and having a great time. And I'd be doing my breaks, and you can hear them joking around in the background and stuff. And I turn the mics off, and we all be laughing. And then as soon as I go to them for the interview, I'm like, all right, so uh, E Radio WMZR, one step behind local music's uh, or the best mix of local music on the internet, or whatever the dumb call, <laughs> the, yeah. the dumb thing I made up for it was. Um, it was like, um, I'm in the band here with, uh, uh, Mustang Alley. Hey, Mustang Alley, won't you guys go ahead and say hi to the, to the listeners real quick? Um. And it would just be. Uh, uh, yeah. Hey, guy. Um. Hello. Uh, like, they soon, <laughs> like, shut up and became afraid of the microphones. Yeah. So I started realizing that I, it's really hard to make people feel comfortable enough to, and open up, and it takes time. Yeah. Even my friends, who knew me for years in bands, bands I managed at the time, would come on and they would still freeze up a little bit. Yeah. Because it's just a different environment. The idea of public speaking and stuff like that and, you know. Even though nobody's clearly listening to it because it's no. 2002 and the internet and streaming internet was literally impossible at that time. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like we had a million dollar studio at a, a college. One million dollar, million oh dollar college studio I'm just to stream listeners. to a hundred people on Get the internet. Out. Meanwhile, I built this studio out of spare parts, which you've heard me say uh, every single episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so yeah, I didn't want to just be dragging, pulling words out of people's mouths again. Right. Um, and I didn't really have a form. But as soon as the format of of talking to other artists about their jobs yeah. struck me in the brain, I was like, that's a perfect, perfect idea for a podcast. Yeah. And the night I came up with it, or the next night after I came up with it, because it was at the Comedy Studio Christmas Party. Mm-hmm. Um, the Comedy Studio here in Boston is a comedy club. They do a Christmas party every year. They do a Christmas show with a party afterwards every year. And then Laugh Boston, now that's a new club, they do a Christmas party too. So it was like the Christmas party at the Comedy Studio. I came up with the idea of talking to a local comedian about his job because I was interested in it. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Editing. Uh, and then <laughs> uh, the next couple nights at Laugh's party... I started asking around to the other comedians, hey, what do you think of this for, as a podcast idea? I talked to, pe- to to comedians and artists about their day jobs. And they're like, yeah. it's a great idea. You need, and Don Zello, local comedian Don Zello, who was on the show, his idea, his his contribution was, you know what? You need a really good name for it, though. Like, you need a name that'll hook people. I was like, all right, well, I'm thinking like by day or by night. He's like, no, no, no. So what do you really do? Yeah. But, and I was like, oh, that's a brilliant name. Fast forward to a year later. <laughs> when you got off your ass and started doing it. Yeah, it took me a while to get my... Get yeah. my, th- my, my and this is the thing. I work in a radio studio. I just can't use the studios. Right. Where I work. So anyway, I... Uh, and I wanted to... I wanted to buy Zoom and then this spare room opened. I was like, let's just build it here. Yeah. Uh, so, flash forward to a year later, I'm doing a comedy show with Don. I was like, hey Don, what are you doing on Sunday night or Monday night? Whatever night it was that I asked him to come in here. Like, oh, I don't know. Driving around for Uber and... That's about it. I was like, hey, you want to come do a podcast for my, uh, my, my, you want to come to my place to do a podcast about your day job and this and that? He goes, oh, yeah. I was like, so, uh, so you, you have a podcast? And I was like, yeah, I just launched it. It's called So What Do You Really Do? It's actually the name you gave me. He's like, oh, that is a really cool name. I was like, <laughs> it should be. You came up with it. He's like, what? <laughs> no wonder you like it. <laughs> and so now when I posted the most recent episode, I even commented, I was like, that's a really good name. I'm like, all right, we get it done. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a, you love the name because you came up with and he completely forgot. Yeah. And we had a, a, a detailed conversation. Even better. <laughs> about about a podcast and the name. Like, he yeah. literally, I think his his contribution was, what do you really do? And I think I added the so, because that's that exact thing where you when you meet somebody like how many like it's the old the old joke of oh so you uh, you're an actor in new in la it's like yeah or yeah i'm an actor in la it's like so what do you really do wait tables yeah right yeah makes sense and this podcast is available on itunes and where else uh, it's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and now on Google Play if you're an Android user and you like the Google Play Store thing. Stitcher, do you have it on Stitcher? Wait, no. I'm thinking, what, uh, this is probably just for us. What, what service do you use? What do you, uh, what do you upload it to? I upload, actually, yeah, to go in the backgrounds of the, the podcast stuff, I upload my audio to Domain.com, mm. who is the host of my website, DeadAirDennis.com. Because I have unlimited bandwidth and unlimited hosting with them. Nice. As long as it doesn't get too big. Yeah. Uh, and then they'll move me to my own sp- uh, special p- private server. Yeah. And I still have unlimited bandwidth and storage. I'm just going to pay more for that server or whatever it is. I yeah. don't know how they explain it to me. So I upload the audio to domain.com. Then I link that audio to WordPress because WordPress is the is what's creating my RSS feed. Yeah. Um, and then I, have, I submit the RSS directly to iTunes, directly to... Uh, Stitcher and directly to Google Play. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I, I'm. It's actually costing me absolute zero. That's cool. Well, uh, you're already paying for your website. I'm, so. yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I'm already paying for the website. I'm just paying nothing yeah, actually re- to do it. Exactly. That's yeah. why I'm not on SoundCloud. <laughs> right. And that's yeah, because the SoundCloud is where some people pay to upload it to. So yeah, right? and yeah. that's the same thing. You said you. Use I use Libsyn. Libsyn yeah. Which so I've I'm, heard great things about Libsyn, yeah. but it's a matter of I don't want to pay anything more for it. Right, but um, I mean, my website, searchforcoast.com, I paid like seven bucks for it, and I pay that whatever for two years, and yeah. and I just use like a friggin' Tumblr or something like that, and it's like so, yeah, I, don't, so you, I don't pay anything for the website. But yeah, you bought the domain. I bought the domain and hosting. My domain and hosting yeah. a year, seventy bucks a month or a month. Oh no, 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 no. Somebody <laughs> is seventy, 70 bucks, bucks a year, a year okay, which yeah. is super cheap. When I talk to other people, they're like, "Oh, why don't you just give me GoDaddy? It's ten dollars a month. That's super cheap." I'm like. Yeah, except at the end of the year, that's $120 appeared to 70 yeah. so you've almost doubled. It's for actually literally for 40%, yeah. give or take a few numbers here and there, 40% more. So, because, I don't well, I guess you don't look at this stuff, because you do sketch comedy, so you don't yeah. look at, like, the Facebook groups of comedians, uh, helping comedians, or uh, connected comedians, or any of those things. No, right? I'm not in any of those, no. no. Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, the, every couple of months, weeks, or whatever it is, the same questions roll up in those groups. Yeah. Uh, and one of them is, what's the best place to, I need to start a website. Who's the best place to get a website through you guys? Yeah. And always don't, da, uh, uh, GoDaddy comes up, Danica Patrick's GoDaddy go comes yeah. up. And it's like, they're a crap company and they trust Plus they much. don't even, they're not even on podcasts. Yeah. You know, if you listen to podcasts, you know that they don't advertise on podcasts. By the way, this, this, uh, this mattress in Dead Air Dennis's studio here, this is going to be up on eBay. So you can go to uh, Sleepy's. We'll meet you in a parking lot of a Sleepy's and you can purchase this mattress. Uh, use promo code search for a co-host when buying it and uh, we'll bring it to that Sleepy's parking lot. <laughs> you have to sell mattresses yeah. if I know anything about podcasts. Well, no, I can't sell these mattresses. I still need them for sound for, for sound. Well, you'll sell them and then you'll get some soundproofing. <laughs> with the I'll money. sell them for the money for yeah. acoustic foam. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. For sound dampeners. Yeah. <laughs> 
So when uh, so in my non-soundproof studio, I live next to the train tracks, and we're always interrupted by a train. And that's why I have this segment, Train Talk, Top of the Hour. Do you have any good train stories? <laughs> good train stories. Oh, man. Other than the fact that I just got on the red line. Uh, good train stories. I feel like I should have some good, like, like tr- does a trolley count as a train? Go for it. Okay. Uh, well, no, I don't know. Um, that just makes my brain now have to think about the trolleys. Um, in Baltimore, where I'm from, they have uh-huh. a light rail service, which is essentially like the Green Line, only it's better. Uh-huh. Um, it's newer. It's just a trolley train uh, that's electric train that goes through the city, north and south. Um, I feel like, because I used to take it a lot when I lived in Baltimore, that I should have some good heroin stories. Like, just... <laughs> Just good old junkies doing the heroin tai chi where they're they're standing one minute and then they're like Michael Jackson smooth operator right. leaning on the floor and they never <laughs> fall down. It's magic. I don't have any any specific because it happens every day. Like. Exactly, nothing nothing <laughs> sticks out. Yeah, but I love that heroin tai chi. The junkie, yeah. the, the junkie, they they will get themselves in the most uncomfortable positions and not like. How is a junkie more flexible than me? And I just started doing yoga. How is that possible? It's practice. <laughs> years and years of practice with like, that you know they, her, Yeah, heroin's bad for your heart and everything. But dude, if you knew how flexible it makes you. Yeah, right? <laughs> Those are the guys that can suck their own dicks. <laughs> right. Yeah, which is probably the only dick they're not sucking to get heroin. That's true. It. Yeah, that one's just for fun. That's the only one they're not, that's not going to pay them. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, another segment on the show that we do. It's uh, it's called Matt Sovey Likes This, and that's because my friend Matt Sovey, he's a positive person, and he frequently calls me and tells me about stuff he likes. So let's just listen to this thing that Matt Sovey likes. I can, yeah, uh, here, we oh, can we plug can that, that in. Oh, my God. Plug that in. Oh, dude, this is a close video. This is like I hope that's turned up. Um, I was like, oh, I'm just going to edit this in later. Boom. And uh, headphones? And my headphones. I know. I literally built a legit studio. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. Check, 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 check. You can hear something in your headphones, right? Yeah, I can okay. hear you. All right, and then if you play, plug that in, you may have to take the case off. I don't know. We'll see if it's all yeah, the way in. Yeah, we're plugged in. I'd... All right, you piece of shit. Is it an iPhone? Yeah, because if the plug doesn't go all the way in, it's... All right, there you go. I did just order that ca- a new version of that cable, so because that cable is basically a cable with a couple of uh, adapters on it just to make sure it right. works. I really like bird watching lately. I always made fun of it. I thought it was a little silly. My mom used to do it pretty much always um, that I can remember grandfather's obsessed with it has books and can name them from the tree from the sky is an eagle eye for it uh, um, but sometimes I just sit out on the back porch my parents house where they have a lot of birds and just sit there for an hour it's really relaxing guess that means I'm getting older but that's what I like lately okay signing up bird watching okay bird watching bird watching <laughs> I can't. I think I hate bird watching. Uh, I think I, I don't like birds. Uh, you know what? Uh, I I can't disagree. I I I don't. I disagree with that. I don't hate birds. You, I don't hate birds. 
I've I mean, never, there's some cool birds, but I'm, I've never been woken by the sounds of birds and mad by it. Because I've never, never had a woodpecker on the side of your friggin' house. That's because I've never been uh, awoken to the sounds of birds. Because okay. I keep my, my bedroom like a dungeon. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, it's a soundproof it's, dungeon. It's soundproof. <laughs> it's dark. It's it's. There's no light coming in. Yeah. I keep the doors closed. That way nobody can hear anybody screaming inside. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like my... Uh, like, uh, when I'm home, I know some people, especially like spring coming up, because the spring... Co- <sighs> Spring's coming. It's fifty-six degrees outside. It's May the eighteenth. Are you kidding me? Anyway, but, <laughs> it was a beautiful day. Like, like freaking prick. This is is this weekend and it's fifty freaking degrees here. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know what accent that was supposed to be because it was definitely not a Baltimore accent because I was bringing a preakness. It's just my think, my that was my my generic Italian pissed off Italian accent yeah. <laughs> uh, because there's a lot of Italian people in Baltimore because it's a port city. But no, it's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, people so springtime warm weather they open the windows let, oh let the breeze in let the sunshine in no yeah. close it down shut it I don't want I don't want to be no fresh air I don't want the I don't want the outside world invading my space here like when I come home it's my time to get away from the world yeah I don't want to know the world exists outside yeah. of where I live uh, no more evident was that when I was living by myself when I first moved here I had my apart uh, a, a one bedroom by myself, window. The only reason the windows were open was before I had an air conditioner, and yeah. it was ninety degrees here. Yeah, in July, the only time it's humid here. Uh, and the first, the first summer I was here was bad, but since then it's been a joke. Uh, but yeah, I like to keep it closed down. Yeah. Also, it's uh, I sleep so little. <laughs> you do sleep little. I sleep. My body does not want to sleep more than five hours at a, at a time. It doesn't want to. Yeah. So even you if I tricked your body into it, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who don't know, I am a fan of the uh, "So What Do You Really Do" podcast. So Dennis works in radio, but he doesn't just work in radio. He works. It has to do with traffic. So do you guys know when traffic is? Yes. He goes to bed late and he wakes up early, and you don't nap. Uh, sometimes I'll come home in between shifts and nap for like an. A, Best I can get an hour nap at okay. best. It's very rare. Yeah. But also, I've been going to the gym now three days a week. Uh, so. Sorry, I meant to compliment you earlier. Oh, don't worry about that. I don't want to. Hey, uh, um, it is getting hot in here. Yeah, it's getting hot. Is it getting hot in here? Is it a sauna? Uh. I need a sauna to lose more weight to sweat it out. Uh, I don't know why I turned into fifties flappers girl. That got weird. <laughs> this is what it is. All right, I feel like I got to compete with you on characters right now. Why? Because that's how my dumb brain works. Because you do sketch comedy and characters. Now I feel like I have to yeah. start doing. I'm, I'm so I'm shitty at your energy, energy. No, now. I'm. I don't. I don't like Don an accent. I'm just like, oh, I'm Steve in this sketch now. You know, <laughs> we've gotten like, we've changed so that we. More and more of our sketches don't even have character names anymore. We like we don't try. It's like okay, you're gonna be Phil. You're gonna be Sophia. It's like no, you're Steve. You're Eric. You're Sarah. It's like. Like, I don't know. Sure, maybe sometimes we'll, like, try and throw on an accent, but, like, we don't, like, I don't know. We haven't really discussed it, but we've kind of moved towards that direction. Well, this is the thing I loved when I first saw you guys um, at Sketch House at Improv Boston was, first and foremost, the, like, the characters who you guys were were so immediately well-established and dark. Like, you guys, you established hilariously dark characters, each one of you, Um, especially, like, Becca. Is that yeah. her name? The short one with glasses. Yeah. Um, 
And Hers? oh, we miss Becca. She went off to college. Did she leave? She she went off to get her master's degree. So she's oh. she hasn't been in our group for a little. Exactly. We all say oh. oh. Exactly. She's adorably tiny. Exactly. But she has this just muggy like the the. What her, everyone's was great. Hers her when when you guys did the profile of her in yeah. the, in the video sketch. She's a hell of a writer it too. Killed so. me. Like yeah. I died because she was. Just, it's just. It was so. It was just perfect. It was perfect in my mind. Yeah. Um. For her, for her look, and yeah. when it came out, it just it hit me in my <laughs> comedy funny bone. Yeah. so very very hard that I I died laughing. I died laughing, and I've been a ghost this whole time. <laughs> good, <laughs> but yeah, no, you guys are good. Uh, Appreciate so it. you, so you guys find yourself writing yourselves into sketches more now. Kind of like that's kind of a, I don't know. I, we haven't really discussed it, but it seems like it's kind of going that way. That I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say because we don't. We're kind of like a Ouija board. We don't like a lot of sketch groups. They have like a director and like someone who's in charge and like, all right, you do this, you steer it this way. We're we're just like a bunch of us all together, and we just all write and we kind of vote on which ones go and like, you know, this person's kind of in charge of this, this person's kind of in charge of that. So it's like we kind of like get. The, I don't know. We're like a Ouija board of a sketch group. But you're right in that. Like, somehow we all have the very similar sensibility in that we're kind of like dark and like. But also kind of absurd at the same time. So, I don't know. I, it's hard to explain it because explaining it, I can't explain it myself and I'm in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, let's let's switch gears. No, uh, before we switch gears to what you're it. saying. Sorry. <laughs> that's me taking over your podcast again. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Let's move from my podcast to your podcast. So, first, this is where we're going to end this one. I want you okay. to plug some of your stuff. Uh, if you want to find out anything about me, everything can be found at deadairdennis.com. Um, that's where my Twitter is, my Facebook. Uh, I'm pretty sure my links to Instagram is. Don't follow me on Instagram. I don't do anything on Instagram. I almost, when you emailed me, I almost said, all right, I'll Instagram you when I'm at your house. <laughs> I almost said that, honestly. I mean, me. I'm on my Instagram and I've been posting them, but I don't post regularly. Yeah. Um, I, I'm on Snapchat. I don't know when the last time I posted a Snapchat was. and I yeah. think it was to like privately to certain people, not right. even... I didn't send a dick pic. Oh, good. Um, I just sent, like, I, I, you know, what, this is what I think my last Snapchat was. The last Snapchat was I was in the back room of the, I was in the rack room at work fixing something. And I'm looking around at all the lights and buttons and dials and everything. And I just took a quick Snapchat and I sent it to, like, a 22-year-old girl that I was hanging out and friends with. And I sent it to my roommate and I sent it to, like, one other person went, I, and wrote on it, I feel more comfortable here than I do anywhere else. Like yeah. I feel so comfortable in the back room, and I didn't build that back room. You're so. a robot. Yeah, I feel. I I'm basically the the, yeah, the same uh, the robot from like Superman Four, yeah. where the woman fell in and was raped by a, a, a computer system and turned into a robot. Same thing happened to me. Oh, okay. I have no response to that. So go to deadairdennis.com. <laughs> Did I out absurd you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, everything you find on me at deadairdennis.com. Mostly, I think Twitter is the thing I use the most. Yep. Um, Facebook I do a lot, a lot as well. Oh, I've got a Tumblr now. I've Ooh, been on Tumblr fancy. for a while. Yeah. Well, I've had the Tumblr. I just never used it. And then I changed the name to be used because it was originally <laughs> supposed to be a Tumblr for uh, uh, reposting pictures of girls uh, skydiving, Tinder profiles of a picture of them skydiving. So it was like skydiving on Tinder or something like that. Why? Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I, I started 
uh, screwing around with Tinder just, because everyone was doing Tinder jokes a yeah. while ago. And I noticed so many pictures of girls was, uh, of them skydiving. In much of the fashion, there's so many dudes hanging out with tigers in their photos. That's a real thing. Oh yeah, it is. Get For whatever it is, uh, dude. Okay. Well, the, here in Boston, that like I, you're, I, well, you have a girlfriend, so you're not on Twitter, right? Or Tinder, rather. Married. Oh, you're married. Even better. What? Yep. I don't know who says that's better or not. Even but better. Congrat- <laughs> congratulations. Love I'm, you. I'm, <laughs> Love you. Okay, so go to deaderdennis.com. Search yeah. for a co-host.com is where my stuff is. I'm on Twitter at Stephen Richard K, and the podcast Search for a Co-host comes out every two weeks on Tuesdays. It's in iTunes, and you can go to searchforacohost.com for that. My sketch group, Mr. Bismuth, will be performing. We had a couple headliner shows at the beginning of July. And so what's going to happen now is I'm going to stop the Search for a Co-host podcast, and we're going to keep talking because this is the So What Do You Really Do podcast. <laughs> if I remember the theme song, I'd sing it. <laughs> the theme song is a nondescript. Uh, it's, it's That's right, the hard rock. Yeah, uh, It's just a, a clip of music that uh, written by my buddy Scott Lester, who I was supposed to podca- podcast with yesterday. Yeah. But he couldn't, so I flip-flopped him yeah. with the person I was going to record to this morning before I flew back home. Yeah. And then his dog had a seizure or something and he couldn't oh, get Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, it turned out he was fine. The dog was fine. But, yeah. Uh, not a seizure. He was just shaking because he had a, a fever or something. I don't know. Um, well, yeah, not Scott, to laugh at a dog this, having a seizure. When I, when, when I made Scott... Wrote, I didn't make Scott. I asked Scott if he'd write that. And that's the other reason why the podcast took so long. It took him eight months to write, because of the theme write song. that song. Yeah, good theme song is key. I don't know. I love my theme song. I'm sorry. If uh, listeners to So What Do You Really Do, check out my... Oh, it's a good theme song. It's catchy. <laughs> but I, I just all I wanted was a short clip of music, and what I really wanted was "Disconnected" by Face to Face, like the first thirty seconds of that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I said, "Here, rip off this song." Yeah, give me a song. <laughs> and he sent like, me yeah. something, and I was like, uh, "The beat's a little slow," so I just sped it up uh, through the computer. And yep. I was like, "All right, now it's perfect." And it's just a, a just a twenty second punk beat. Yeah. Um, and then that's it. Um, so yeah, that's where mine got from. Um. Oh, you know what? I've been meaning to write notes, and I was not writing notes while we were talking because we got distracted. Um, I brought a notepad too, but then I lost my pen. Oh. Oh, I have a pen. One? I'm good. I'll just remember (laughs) shit. Well, here, if you want to... Nope, I don't have anything to write Well, now you're answering the question. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So you're... Good point. I don't need it. Um, All right, so let's talk about how Mr. Business started because you guys aren't really a... Prior to prior to Mr. Bismuth, were you guys affiliated with with Improv Boston before? No, because um, I don't think any of you guys took the uh, took the. A couple of there. them took some improv classes. Okay. I know. So Mr. Bismuth, we have it's me, Eric, Trageser. Every time I say his last name, I say it wrong. Jonathan mm-hmm. Case, uh, Sarah Siegel. Now you're looking at me right now. Lauren Walliser and myself, and then uh, Rami's coming back, mm-hmm. and. Becca unfortunately left. I think that's our group. What if I what if I forgot something? Uh, what a piece of shit. Oh, uh, Lauren Wessler, you said her name. Yeah. yeah okay. Because I met, I think I met Lauren before Mr. She's, Business. By she does stand up. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I think we did a Johnny D's presents or something mm-hmm. together prior to that. And then Chris uh, Player did a little bit of stand up, and I think he's getting it. He's, he's getting back, back into it. Him and I have crossed paths in the past couple weeks. Yep. Uh, at open mics, which is like, oh, good. There you're yeah. here. Hey. He's he's been trying to ramp it up lately. Yeah. mm Hmm. So, and then, so some of them have taken like some improv classes, and I took like a couple of improv classes. But so we all took like sketch writing one hundred and one. Uh, Rami and Sarah were in the other one at IB, yeah. And so all of us were in it together, but Sarah and Rami were in the other one. 
And then they went on to take 201 together. I went off to go get married, so I ended up not taking the 201 because I would have missed so many classes. And then at the end, they said, you know, let's keep meeting Monday nights, which is when the classes were. And then, so we were just kind of, we started off as just like a writing group um, because we just all liked writing. And like before we even thought about performing, we were just like probably for months and months just because we liked writing sketch comedy. We liked reading it to each other and we liked the feedback. And then after doing it for a couple months, we're like, all right, let's do this on stage. And so slowly we started getting into sketch house and performing here and there. And then, you know, other little shows here and there are starting to do. Um, but the big fun thing, Jonathan Case, he's the wizard of videotape. Videotape. Yeah. What year is this? <laughs> not, not wrong. Yeah. Not wrong. And as you know, as the bartender in Bleak Moments. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He, it's so fun to just like work with him and because... You know, he's professional at that sort of thing. So, like, legit, like, his job is basically video production. Um, I don't know his exact title, but uh, he would be a fun person to actually talk about what he really does. I would but, love uh, to bring him on, and then I'll, 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 I'll write Jonathan's name down. Yeah, uh, for sure. On my dry erase board. There you go. Yes. Oh, I oh, see that. My list of things that I, of people I just got. I have a very similar dry erase board, but I'm very bad at keeping up with it. So, uh, I'm so happy to see case, that. Right? Yep. C A S E. That's it, exactly. But he's, uh, you know, he we did he did uh, bleak moments. He did inexorable. Some of our short films that mostly he wrote. Some people like co-wrote, like Eric worked uh, co-wrote the last one, inexorable with him. And then, um, you know, he he's in the process of writing our next one, and I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be. So I mean, not our next one. It's it's basically him. He's the brains behind it, and you know. The producer sinks all the money in and puts all the love into it, but we're just we're just happy to play his puppets, you know what I mean? And it's just fun to be able to go out there and, you know, he tells us what to do and we do it. So, I mean, that's like a silly way. I feel like I explained that the wrong way, but that's basically what it is. You know, we go out there and have some fun making movies, you know? I don't know. So, all right. So, you guys all met in IB sketch uh, writing yeah. classes and then formed your own group and started doing it. Uh, doing it. What made you particularly forget about the rest of them what made you take the class because it's a weird thing to go to improv boston or improv asylum take a class and then start doing it yes like the jump from starting to do it to doing it you're right it's weird because i mean with stand-up stand-up is so much more prominent because there's open mics and you could just find an open mic and you sign up and you keep going yeah Yeah. and plus there's how many there's a million podcasts about comedians talking about starting comedy right but there's none talking about doing sketch comedy. There's a few talking about yeah. improv, but even then, the concept of improv comedy is more prevalent than sketch comedy, even though right. everyone grew up watching Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Nobody thinks about that sketch comedy is a thing itself outside of Kids in the Hall, Monty Python, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Uh, and and it's like harder that. to find. There's there's less sketch comedy out there, although, you know, I feel like, like everyone, in theory, it could... It, everyone as a kid is like, oh, so, who, who thinks they're funny? Someday goes... <clears throat> Oh, I want to grow up and be on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. But they never think about, oh, i got to take a sketch comedy class. They just think about doing comedy itself. Yeah. Right. So how did you find... So when I first got into it, all right, so let's go way back. Now, how far back do you want to go? All right, so in high school, (laughs) in high school, let's start in high school, I started doing a radio show in eighth grade, and it was an hour long. We had a big radio TV station in my high school, so for... What high school was this? Um, Maynard, Massachusetts. It's like right by Concord Acton. Okay. Um, 
And because so, that's a rare thing to have. I went is. to a theater high school. Yeah. Uh, a mag- or I went to a magnet school for the arts, and we had a theater yeah. program. I wasn't in it. I went because I, my grandmother lived across the street, and we used that address. Uh, but I went to cool. the school. I didn't take any of the programs, but I did do the stuff after school. Yeah. But they they had a whole video TV setup that they had bought when I started there. Yeah. And they never implemented it until after I graduated. Cool. So the the to know we're I about mean, the same age. I'm cool. 35. You're what 30? I just turned 31. 31. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we're the same age. Yeah. Um. Roughly, give or take. Um, this so, program had been going on for years. And so they, that's they crazy. Were, they were sort of like a thing, some sort of thing with like Cablevision, and the guy who worked running the program also worked at Cablevision. So it's like he worked for the school, but also worked for like the cable company. Um, cause, so it was also like our local TV. Um, cable so there was the, channel? Exactly. So there was like the radio station, which, you know, it's there was one show before school, and then it was like from 2 p.m. to like 9 p.m., and it was like, you know... Any like two to three kids would sign up for an hour, and you'd get that hour. And this started, I feel like, in the maybe even in the eighties. And and then there was also the TV show, and there was a couple hours. And like sometimes, like one of my first gigs in there, you know, I started off doing the radio show. But then one of my first gigs early on is I would go down to the to the town hall, and I would have to videotape the selectmen meetings, which two to three hours worth of local politics. And it's like, you know, that's stupid and boring. As a high school kid. As a high school kid, I would go down and I would... They would, I would send video- you out of class to go record it? No, no, this was like at night. It was oh, like, okay. you know, like 7 o'clock at night okay. and I would go down like... In, after school. In the library after school. And it was, you know, some of the older kids would drive and drop you off and, you know, maybe you'd get a couple bucks to go to like the convenience store or something like that as like a thank you for doing this terrible job or something like that. But, I mean, it was just all fun. It was all volunteer because so you're, like... You're an AV nerd in high school to, to, exactly. to talk yeah. about... How, to use, you know, um, um, stereotypes. Oh, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. And there's nothing wrong with being that. I was, too. Oh, no. Yeah. But I was also a theater AP nerd. <laughs> that's cool. I did a little bit of the theater later on, a um, little bit of the acting, but that's where some of, like, the stage fright comes in. Like, I don't know. I, and I'm still 31, still trying to get over the stage fright. And I don't know. I've always loved the music. I love rock and roll. And now I'm a podcast addict, and I love the radio. So, I don't know. All right, where are we going? Where, what direction are we taking this? All right, so later on, later on in high school, a little bit of my stage experience, we did a thing called the Beacon Santa Telethon, which was a 40-hour telethon put on by the school in order to raise money for people uh, in need. In uh, Like a Jerry Lewis. A, a Jerry Lewis. Exactly. Uh, uh, children Dying with Cancer Foundation. Right, telethon. yeah, but this was like to help okay. buy kids presents and stuff like that in the area type of thing. Yeah. So it's like a radio thing, and so like... So I started off as one of the tech guys, like, helping, like, film some of the TV and stuff like that. And, like, and then eventually my senior year, I was one of the hosts, which was, like, really cool. And I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. That's, so see, you, that's the so difference between you talking to someone with a uh, who does stand-up. They're, they're way better at steering where the <laughs> endings are. And I'm like, I'm just, I just fucking love talking. You don't know a lot of the stand-ups that no, I listen to. No, I don't. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> We're all amateurs. But, no. So you're into performing was... The, doing the AV stuff at yeah. your high school. And I liked it and it was cool, but I was still like, mm, I don't know. But then I also, all right, here's another thing. Band nerd too. I played the trumpet. All right. Okay. So, Do you still play the trumpet? No, I don't. Okay. And I kind of wish I did. I did played you it ever for one have of our a sketches. Band? Were you ever in a ska band? I tried out for one once, but it didn't work out. Okay. So you didn't waste your you didn't waste your 90s then. <laughs> no, no, no. I okay. mean, I didn't really like ska, but they were like, here, try it. Uh, well, if you're a trumpet player, there's what else are you going to do? Like, exactly. Especially if you're growing up in the 90s and you play trumpet, there's nothing else you can do with do with that other than be in a ska band. Yeah. And then 
there's no classically trained trumpetist. I don't think. Not really. No. Like you can you could get a job on a ranch playing Reveille ever not Reveille but playing the morning yeah. whatever. Well, it's taps at Camp night. Camp on a one. Yeah. We'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. So all right. So you started doing that uh, when you left high school. Were you still continuing to do AV stuff? No. Because we were right at the time, and you were a little more in it than me at the age, because we're only four years apart, yeah. that we were right at the cusp of digital, YouTube, stuff like that. Right. So a few people behind me were much more inundated in doing their own things. Yeah. My generation a little bit. Like, I was keen to it, but I wasn't in it. Um, I was watching it. I was watching the YouTube community and vlogging grow. Yeah. Going... This is brilliant. Yeah. It's shit content, but it's brilliant marketing and whatnot, this or that. Did you fall into that stuff? I Something happened when I graduated high school and it was like, it's time to grow up or something. Like, okay. this is stupid kid shit or something. Like, you're never... If you try and follow your dreams, you're going to end up poor or something. So, like, See, I, I went to college opposite. and I was like... I became a communic. I, I was a communications major, communications sociology double major at UMass, and it was just kind of like I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. There was a part of me that was like, it would be so cool to be creative and to produce something and to follow my dreams, but I need to like be able to eat. So that's why I've still like, I'm still trying to develop be- it being okay to be creative and to be funny. I feel like I've always been a funny person and I'm super creative, but. It's, I'm still not okay with it, you know? Like, I'm coming out of the closet that it's okay for me to be funny. And that's another reasons why we're going to talk about, too, maybe later, or whatever. I'm afraid, this is called, so what do you really do? I don't want to tell you what I really do. I don't even use my last name. No, I was going to bring I'm that up. Stephen Richard K. Because I, and I, I've had to find your Facebook to tag you in the other things that I do. Uh, and it's so weird about Facebook, because, like... I was like, because oh, I'm like kind of friends with some work people on there, and I'm like, what if a friend of a friend sees something and then they find out? I'm like slightly petrified that like someone in my job, like would find out that I do this, and like I don't know. If you know my real last name, you can just search my name and you'll find out exactly what I do, like that, because my it, it's it's a Polish last name. Go ahead, pause <laughs> the podcast and look it up. I clearly have. A nickname that I use, Dead Air Dennis. Clearly, I wasn't born Dead Air, or as some people have mispronounced it, Diadier. Is that yeah, French? Sure. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah. So yeah, I go by Dead Air Dennis. Yeah. Uh, and it's really uncomfortable for a lot of people because I'm white. Like if it was a black comedian, it's completely okay for for why? Like literally, people said that the the nickname thing is an old. An old no, black okay. comedy thing, All right, and they're yeah. the only ones who are allowed to do that. And yeah. I get a, I catch a lot of guff for it. But yeah. so, but you use Stephen Rich K, which sounds like a normal name. Yeah, it, it, you, you, no one would be suspicious to think that that's not fake at all. And it's not fake. You're well, just it's just my last initial. initial. Yeah, yeah. So you're hiding your your identity because you don't want your coworkers to find out I'm you do comedy. Of like, you know how like, like shit and piss jokes are like hilarious. Yeah, like. In yeah. the, <laughs> Again, like, that goes back to me being right. straight-laced a little too much where it's like I don't find potty humor overwhelmingly hilarious. You can write a great shit joke and I'll yeah. laugh. But just to say a joke that, that talks about doo-doo does not make me laugh 100% of the time. Yeah. It's got to be – it still has to be a good one. Exactly. But just to go, For sure. shit jokes are funny. Mm, yeah. Mm, I've heard a lot of really bad shit jokes. Yeah. And most of them are pretty bad. But anyway, so you were saying. No, but like – 
So it seems like to me in the real world, people the real world. What's the real world, Zanis? I don't know. A TV lot show of people on MTV. in I, I would imagine that jobs I would imagine. This is this is the way it is, I feel like. They want someone who's like quiet. They they on the weekends they go for hikes or something like that. You know, that's like that's like some of the questions that people ask is like are there any problems with social media? Have you noticed them like doing things on social media? That's like some of the problems that like oh, I, people I, in interviews ask, and it's like, yeah, I, like if if I had to answer honestly, yeah, oh, I like to party. One of my favorite hobbies. Is I like to get drunk. Like, but like people don't want that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I would also imagine people don't want me to go on the internet and like talk for twenty minutes because like, what if I said something wrong? Like, what if what if I'm spreading some ideas that may not be necessarily like straight down the middle or something like that. It's it's much easier and it's much better for companies or for certain things to have people who are quiet and just go to their job and then go home and watch TV, you know? And the fact that I'm talking or the fact that I'm up on stage like performing sketch comedy, that's not a positive for a lot of people. So I'm afraid that like either my current job finds out or if I apply for another job in the future, if they Google me and they're like, oh my God, he said what? On episode this and this, he said this joke about like, you know, something terrible or something like that. And it's like, there's no advantage to me like being like coming out with it. You know what I mean? Like maybe if I was like, all right, for sure, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to definitely go into comedy. It would be awesome to like have comedy as a career. I'm definitely going to be podcasting. I'm going to like do comedy. I'm going to get paid through being creative, but this is like a hobby for me and I love it. And as much as I would love to like get paid to be creative, like I feel like that would be one of my main goals. I'm not ready to take that step and like completely blackball my name, I guess, by being who I am because who I am is not acceptable or not accepted by the people who would pay me to be, you know, a person. You know, you go to a job, you have to like wear a tie and you have to act a certain way. You have to answer the phone in a certain way. You can't insert any personality into that, you know? I mean, sure you can a little bit, but like <laughs> like they don't want someone who, you know, something happened, I don't know. This is I'm just talking in circles now. No, that's but. fine. But so that's the point I'm bringing up. Your coworkers don't know you do this. Right. You're the, the classic definition. By day, you're one person, and by night, you're doing something else completely right. different. It, it would be great if this was, if we were on the talk of being vigilantes and superheroes, but, oh, we're, we just, but we're guys who go to day jobs and then I'm at night. I'm saving the world from boredom. We're I'm saving, making people laugh. Saving the world with dick jokes. <laughs> exactly. So, but, so you're the classic. A lot of people don't tell their coworkers that they do comedy and then at some point they find out like, yeah I do it but yeah. you're like to the depths where you're keeping everyone in the dark so much. I yeah I do, do would you if you told your coworkers you did comedy would they be surprised at all based on knowing your your personality like are you a much more quiet based on my personality no I think they wouldn't be shocked but I'm just afraid of some of the consequences of that might okay be, so you know? you're open and you joke around and you and you're funny at work yeah okay yeah. So, I'm not like super serious but it's like I mean obviously like when it's time to be serious, it's time to be serious. You yeah. know, I, I but you're not the quiet I, guy in the corner who never no. laughs or makes a joke or anything. No, I'm so, me. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, if, I'm sure if it came out, they'd be like, oh yeah, I mean, oh, of course. Like, but like, makes so much sense. Yeah. Exactly. But, okay, but still, I, it wouldn't be like applauded. It would be like, oh, this is a problem we have to deal with, or something like that. Is it know? a government job? 
I don't want to talk about it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I figured maybe you can't tell me the actual job, but I figured you'd give me in the in the in the ballpark of what it is because it's a little weird. Like if you just worked in a like if you worked at a PR firm, that would be a little weird to, to be that. Uh... Oh, okay. You said PR firm. That's one of my favorite things to think about too. All right. Have you heard of John Ronson? John Ronson. He's one of my favorite guys. He's all right. He was um one of the podcasts. All right. Let's talk more about podcasts. Okay. You, you like the Nerdist, right? You said huge Nerds fan. I actually idolized Chris Hardwick's career. And Joe Rogan, you too. I you listen a lo- every once in a while. He's been on to those podcasts too. If, so. if, if Rogan has somebody on that I really like, I'll listen. But I don't listen to him regularly. So this guy um, was on both of them. His name is John Ronson, and he's an author. And he's he's is he the forty hour or four hour work week guy? No. Okay. That is I'm blanking on his name. This is the same guy. He wrote "So You've Been Publicly Shamed." He wrote. The Men Who Stare at Goats. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the, the guy. Uh, I know the guy. Okay. okay. It, so, so You've Been Publicly Shamed, he talks about... Um, the girl who did the AIDS joke on the plane. Exactly. He interviewed worked her. for a PR firm. And, you know, I'm just some douchebag with whatever 300 Twitter followers. I think I'm hilarious. You know? Some of the stuff I tweet, I'm sure if some of the wrong person looked at it, they'd be like, what is this? Get this guy out of here. But to <laughs> me... I think I'm so funny. <laughs> Dude, I, I follow you on Twitter. You write some good Thank funny you. tweets. On that, I've gone back through some of my old tweets and I cringe at them. Yeah. Not because they're because the quality of comedy is bad, it's because there there's some misogynist stuff that yeah. I know never meant to be misogynist misogynistic. Uh, it never meant to be misogyny. Um, <laughs> it never meant to be misogynology. Uh, but <laughs> But to but you it, reading it there black and white, it doesn't it now, have the context from you, it reads completely different than very what you much, intended. Very much. Out of context. Even in context, some of them are pretty bad. Yeah. Like, as the person I am now, because I do a lot on these podcasts where I talk to women. It's like, all right, well, let's talk about the feminist side of things. And I have yeah. friends who are... I have female friends who are feminists. I do not consider myself a feminist because I think there's... a Depending on what, what <laughs> angle you are on feminism, you'll think I'm either a feminist or or a men's civil right or men's rights activist. Like, yeah, right. Because I I firmly believe in quality, but at the same time, I grew up wanting to be, and I've said this a hundred times on the podcast, that I've wanted to grow up to be Lucille Ball as a kid. I yeah. never thought women weren't funny or equal to men in any other yeah. way. But also at the same time, bitches be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And guys, we're terrible, awful, awful dogs. Like, we're yeah. awful, disgusting people. So I've played both sides of that line. Why is that thing lit up? That's going to bother me. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> I have two dual screens, so I can see both sides of the screen. Is it charging? Right. Okay, it's charging. Uh, <laughs> charging my cell phone. Because i got to go to do it. Oh, I don't have to do an open mic after this, but I'm going to go do an open mic after this. Because I Put don't want to have hours. a voice by, tw- by, by the 22nd of May. I don't want to have a voice by Sunday. Okay. Like, I've done comedy every single night. And so many podcasts. Nice. And I got a six-hour festival on Saturday, Somerville Porch Fest. Nice. Uh, I'm running a six-hour comedy show that day. Uh, so anyway, the point I was getting at. Yeah. Let's go back to talking about you. Okay. Um, so you're worried that your job would find out and then you, because you would get fired for, for a bad joke. Something like that, yeah. It, I just, I'm just afraid of some sort of negative consequences. There's no specific because I have the same thing. Yeah. Like, I, I've been reprimanded at in radio. I've been reprimanded so many times for inappropriate tweets, and by inappropriate, I mean complaining about coworkers, complaining about yeah. jobs, or in the span of one tweet, explaining how to break into the building. Oh my god! Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> I, all right, so in my podcast, I don't even acknowledge the fact that I have a job, and I don't mention my last name. So I don't talk about my job, so that's one way to do it, and then I don't 
use my last name. So I like try to keep them completely separate. I go to work, I get paid, I get out, let me do what I want. So yeah, I mean, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. And I don't believe people should be reprimanded for the things they do outside of. They should not be punished at work for the things they do outside of work that aren't breaking the law. Right. Um. And, and that will bring up a lot of controversy with people yeah. complaining about NFL players because I think that thing, same thing should apply. Like, I, I'm not a fan of 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 guilty internet guilty guilty on the internet or what guilty yeah. beyond whatever it is. Okay, um, so you went to college. So I went to college, and somehow I went a, to college, and I like I. Gave up. I, there on was all a radio station, and I was like, "All right, like if I go to the radio station, it's like I'm gonna have to like go put like start from scratch, and you know I'm gonna have to like sweep floors for like a year or two before I even like get to touch a microphone. I'm sure, or like you know the TV station. I don't even think there was like there wasn't even that big of like TV there. Like their communication department, like it wasn't there wasn't too much in the media production side, and so I was just like I didn't really get into it, and um, I don't know. So I went to college and drank beer, and that was fun, and. You know, got a job there and then... Graduated. Graduated and then got a job. And then somehow, eventually later, I'm like, all right, I love podcasts. I started listening to podcasts. Right around the time Adam Carolla started his podcast, The Nerdist came out. Mm -hmm. Like, all that stuff. I, you know, I listen to so many. Doug Benson I started listening to. And so maybe something like six years ago or so, I decided to start a podcast. You've been doing this po your podcast for six years? I've been doing mine for four years. So I started six years ago. I did the Ghostbag podcast. It was my buddy, Brett Burdick, who's in uh, Accidental Awkwardness. Um, he was a friend of mine in college. I started it with him. Uh, we did a couple episodes here and there. It was stupid. It was dumb. And I said, you're fired. I said, I'm going to start from scratch. I want it to be mine. I came up with a great idea. The wonderful idea that is the search for a co-host podcast. It is a is brilliant my never idea. ending search for the co-host. It is a brilliant idea. And I idea. said, look, you, you're fired, but you can come on every other episode or every couple episodes and try and try out for your job again. So, and this is another way for me to talk to people and get new people in, but it's also I could talk to him. And so eventually he kind of stopped like being on the podcast. But so four years ago, I, yeah, four years I've been doing the search for a co-host podcast. Oh yeah. my God, dude. I really, there's I, 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 so much of me regrets not starting everything that I'm doing anytime years ago. I'm going to have that same regret about stand-up comedy because one day I'm going to start doing stand-up comedy. I'm going to wish I started it earlier. But you can start tonight. I'll, I'll get you on the list. You can do it. You could be the last, uh, the last person on the open mic tonight. Sounds good. Um, it's in <laughs> Newton. Um, but okay. So, so all right. So around so the time started, I started my so podcast, you started doing your podcast, I said, "All right, I need guests. Who am I going to talk to? My stupid friends? No." Yeah. And from listening to other podcasts, I'm like, "All right, let's let's do this." I think Brett also started taking classes at Improv Boston. I'm like, "All right." So I signed up for improv classes. Part of the reason to get better at talking on microphone, to get better at making scenes, but and also because I wanted to talk to people. You're already doing radio. Did you feel comfortable doing the podcast initially? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you should have. Okay. I, but, I but I still wanted should've. to get better. I still wanted to like hone my skills, and that's why I took the improv classes. But it was also so I could meet people who are interested in comedy. Because as a podcaster, what are you going to do? You can't go to podcast open mics and find people who want to talk to you, you know? Yeah. You're going to find people who are willing to talk to you who like comedy. And like so that's kind of how I started to get into the Improv Boston community, taking... Probably around four years ago, I took some improv classes, and then I took like a little bit of a break. I like took a short story writing class, and then that's when I took the sketch writing class, and that's how I ended up finding Mr. Bismuth was through the sketch writing class. So, did you have any plans of or any ideas when you were younger of doing sketch comedy before? No, no. So you just took the class, met the people, and then it was like, 
this is fun. Let's keep doing this. I've always liked writing. I've always thought that it would be fun to be a writer, but I don't put in the hours writing, you know? Like, when I've written something, I'm, I look at it, and I'm like, that's pretty cool, and I like it. And, you know, it's usually, like, short stories or something like that. I've never really written sketches, and um, but I don't put the time effort into it. So I guess with the sketch comedy, it's like, you could write it, and then rewrite it, and then you could practice it a couple times, then you get some feedback. So it's like, it's awesome, <laughs> you know? I don't know, it's really cool. And uh, so, I no, I again, it, it's fun, it's cool, but... I never really thought that, like, when I grow up, I can be paid to be Do comedy. fun. Yeah. yeah, be funny. And even now, I don't think it's a thing. And yeah. I know it's a thing because I, I listen to so many podcasts, and there's so many people that do it, and you just start doing it, and you get better, and then eventually people like you, and it's all about convincing people to like you. Hey, everybody, listen to my voice. Like me. Come see me do a thing. Pay a couple bucks to see that you do this thing. Tell your friends about it. Tell your friends about my podcast. Listen to my podcast. Eventually more people listen to my podcast. And all of a sudden, it's like a snowball, and I'm just one person with one voice and one opinion, and then all of a sudden, I have to convince all these random people, hey... I'm worth your time. I'm worth a couple bucks of yours. And to me, that's really cool, but that's so scary. Mm -hmm. Because I'm the type of person that's like, you know, even with my group of friends, I'm the type of person that walks in the front and then sort of the leader, but then I turn around and there's no one behind me. How can I do that with a bunch of strangers? You know what I mean? Like, that's so scary to me to even think that I could take some sort of leap like that. So how, how are you bold enough? To think that you can go on stage and eventually you're going to get good enough to convince people to, to listen to you. Well, this is the thing. All right. So this is my my thing on pay. I hate money. I don't want to be paid. I love doing it. Yeah. However, I need to be paid. Yeah. So I can live. Exactly. And I'm tired of working. Uh, actually, I'm tired of working in radio and I'm ready to quit. Yeah. Just so I can have a job that pays me enough money to live so I can continue to do this podcast and comedy and sketch comedy. I just started a uh, I started a online uh, a, a, a YouTube sketch group. Nice. Um, that and we're going to be. We should have already had things out, and that's my fault. <laughs> I've, I've, I've fallen off the 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 because I'm I've taken the role of, of of executive producer and director of majority of the stuff. Yeah. Um, and I fell off the the wagon of trying to get us organized and stuff like that. But it wasn't my idea. The whole thing wasn't. Yeah. Didn't start with me. Somebody else started, it and I said, "All right, I have experience because I have a degree in television production. Yeah. I've written stuff. I'm also eight years older than you, kid. So I have a lot more <laughs> life experience. Yeah. I'll take the reins, and I've dropped the reins. But yeah, I need to be paid for these things. I want to work to the point where somebody starts paying me. I don't have to fight to be paid for it. Yeah. I get good enough to where somebody demands to pay me. Um. But yeah, you're right. It is bold to go out there and say that I have I'm interesting enough for you t- for your people's time and attention. But also, I've been that way since a kid. Like I've been, I feel more uncomfortable not performing in front of people than I do. Yeah. Being you just quiet have this personality. You seem like the type of person that's like since I was you a just kid. you'll walk up to someone and shake someone's hand, and that just seems like who you are. Yeah. So you I'm have the most outgoing misanthrope you'll ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> but there's it's. It's also the, oh, Dennis, you're attention starved. No, I'm not attention starved. I just enjoy watching people be joyful. I love being a part of the creation of stuff. I've worked behind the scenes in theater, TV, and radio. Yeah. And in the music industry as a band manager, I enjoy being behind the scenes as well because I just enjoy being a part of the creation process. I enjoy creating entertainment. Yeah. I just stepped in front of everything a little too late. Mm. Um. I should have stepped out. I should have fought harder to be in front of the cameras and in front of the microphones earlier on. But 
so the the this is I think going to be an inter- interesting thing. When you went into college, you immediately thought, okay, entertainment and funny, all that stuff that I did before. That's children's play. It's time to get into the real world. I, I kind of wanted that- it to like like I was a communications major, and I was kind of hoping that maybe there would be something like maybe some off chance. But I knew it was like it it wasn't like going to pan out, or it was like I just didn't have high hopes for it. But that's why I didn't start stand up. Similar thing because I knew. Right around the time that I was becoming old enough to start going to open mics, one, it was impossible to find open mics because internet in the late 90s. Yeah. Um, but I knew because of Last Comic Standing. Yeah. The, or not, yeah, the first season of Last Comic Standing, and I already knew because I've been a huge stand-up fan, that to become a successful comedian, it takes at least 10 years of doing it. Right. And I was at 20 years old or whatever age it was there where I went, ugh, I want to do stand-up, but I don't want to do it for 10 years because I don't know if it's what I... I radio is my mode of entertainment. Yeah. I want to do stand up on the sign for funsies. Yeah. But to be good at it, it takes ten years, so I'm just not gonna do it. I, I almost had that thought now and I think it would be fun to try. And I know if it's something that I start, then it's you're addicted to it. You go to at least three a week. I know you say sometimes you go every single day and I you go, can go every best- single day and outside of the past, this two weeks that I was on uh, uh, I was in Baltimore and going around, I've fallen down to one a week. Yeah. Um, but now the springs come around, I'm going to amp up to three to three to five. Dude, when I moved to Boston, I was doing eight a week. Yeah. Five to eight a week. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but also I had no friends and didn't know anybody in town. Yeah. So I, even though I was waking up at three thirty four in the morning, I still had to go out to be social because I'm so used to going out and being social. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I'm but, 31, I'm married, and I occasionally work crazy hours. And Netflix is fucking awesome. I don't know if you know this. Like, you can go home and, like, the beer's cheaper at home if you buy it in six packs. And, like, there's some good shows on Netflix. Bloodline Season two's coming out. Peaky fucking Blinders is coming out again. There's oh. some good quality programming. I could just go home and hang out with my wife, my stupid cat. I don't have to go out to a bar and try to get approval from a bunch of strangers I don't know. But I want to. But I'm not gonna. You know? Like, there... And that's... Is your wife supportive of this? She's so supportive. She like, is so super stu- supportive. Stupid supportive where it's like, yes, go do your dreams. Yes. I that's mean, there good. is some degree where it's like, you know, obviously she loves me and wants me around. And like when I'm not home, she misses me. But she'd rather you be happy. But she wants me to be happy. She's so super supportive. And that's one of the... Ever since I've been married, it's like I'm more comfortable in my own skin because like, hey, she believes in me. Maybe I should believe in myself. Like, I don't know. I, I've I've had friends who have said the same things. Like even just with serious relationships, not even marriage. It's like yeah, the fact either they do one of the two things. One, they become more confident in their performance because they have somebody backing them. Yeah. Or two, they go they stop performing. They're like, look, I got somebody who loves me. I don't need right. that approval anymore. I have her approval, and that's all that matters to me now. Right. Exactly. Or he. I've had women do the same thing. Oh, look, mm-hmm. Sterling Smith just sent me a message. I have no idea why she wants me to email her. Okay. Anyway, that's the that's the bad part about a Facebook messaging and two having a computer screen on both ends because I get definitely distracted. See it. Yes. Well, I did a podcast in Baltimore, the one like five hour long thing. I'm sitting all yeah. the way across the room, and the dude who was re- recording it he had a pretty good, legit setup. Yeah. But it was also at a studio space. His back's to the computer. Everything's recording, and I could see from across the room that. It stopped. I'm using crappy audacity. Yeah. But he was using, uh, I think it might have been GarageBand because I think he does bands and that's why he had all this equipment and stuff. Anyway, point yeah. being, I saw it cut off. So he turned around to check volumes or something. And I was like, oh, then he'll look at the screen. He turned around, knobs are right here under the screen. Just so and knobs, he didn't I, even know. Didn't even know. turned back around. I'm like, 
I don't want to stop in the middle of things like, dude, turn around and check your thing. Because I don't even, I'm not even sure that it's off. I saw a window pop up and it looks like it's not moving. Yeah. So I'm like, turn around, yeah. turn around, <laughs> behind you. And then somebody else knows, like, dude, Dennis wants you to turn around and look at the computer. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> and so whatever part of their podcast got lost. Yeah. You know, this isn't that bad week for me in podcasts. Bummer. Because that happened. Let's hope this one's fine. The, 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 <laughs> Hey, uh, well, I was an hour late for this one. Yeah. Oh, don't worry about it, man. The podcast I did yesterday that was the sw- uh, two got canceled of yep. my own podcast interview. Yep. Two of my guests canceled. <laughs> but the other was the 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 pod- the one podcast I ended up getting to actually do in Baltimore. Two hours in, filled the SD card. <laughs> so I'm not even sure how much of a, a yeah. conversation a Joe conver- uh, of that po- conversation I got lost. Yeah. But we quickly went. Turned on the phone, created it. I was like, all right, recap. This is what we said. This is oh what we God. were talking about. This, 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 and this. Talked a few more minutes, 10 minutes on the iPhone. So I had to marry a wow. Zoom, Zoom, Zoom audio and an iPhone audio, which is not a problem. There's going to be a complete drop in quality yeah, audio. For quality. sure. <laughs> so it's been a bad week for podcasts and me. But yeah, don't I, you record at home. Do you? What do you record with at home? Uh, I also use Audacity. I started off, I got like a... Because four Elisa years ago, Spencer. I'm sure you've you've updated your your equipment since a little years. bit. Yeah, I mean, it's been everything's changing monthly. Yeah. But I, I like I when I restarted, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna sink some money into it. So I got some like pretty decent like fifty dollar microphones. I don't even remember the brand, but I'm like, all right, these are like good like voice microphones. And then USB uh, or XLR, XLR. Okay. And I so I had a mixer, and then I had it going on my computer. But now recently, I bought a Zoom, and then okay, which is good. Um, so for uh, the, the four or the six H four N. Yeah. Okay. The four ends, the standards. Yeah. The six is beautiful. I've just had the six for a week Yeah. and it has different capsules that change. You can, you can change the microphone. So it's got four XLR inputs into it built in automatically. Wow. Then you could take, uh, so that, you know, yours has that XY pattern microphone. Yeah. You could take that off, put on a bi-directional microphone, or you could take that off and put on two more XLR inputs, no XLR way. quarter inch inputs. So you could have six. You could plug six microphones into it. That's it's too beautiful, much. wonderful. And it's, <laughs> it's overkill. It's absolutely overkill. That's too but much. I love it so much. Oh, the thing I don't like about it is such there's just the tool, one for tool, um, for equipment volume control. So it's like if one person's super soft and the other person, that's the thing I don't like about it. And that's on the why six, they all have new, they all have that's their own really individual cool. dots. Right, so there's solid. six, there's that's... four knobs standard, six if you put uh, put in it. It's beautiful. <laughs> so wonderful. It brings a tear to my eye. That's how much uh, I love it. I'm a geek for this stuff. Fuck. Yeah. That's why I hate the spare parts because I'm a geek for the, for equipment. Right. I wish I had the money for an equipment addiction. I yeah. don't have the money. I just look through books and, and dream one day. Like, I want to buy a Zoom just as a backup recorder in here. Yeah. I don't even want to use it to take on the field. I just want to buy a Zoom, plug it into my thing, and use it as a backup recorder in case yeah. the computer shuts down. Yeah, you could. I totally could. I know how to I know how to build. <laughs> you saw my, my on-air light in the uh, on the door. I like that. That's, That's a push clever. light. Yeah. I've already figured out how I can build it with a switch that starts the recording and <laughs> b- turns on that light. I know how to build it. I just have to go buy the things oh. and build it. Um, I think... I think I know how to build it. I think I know how to build it. And that's what you get because you did production in college. And engineering, too. Yeah. I was an engineer. Engineer well, as well? At, at, I was an engineer for a number of years at, in radio. Just low-level stuff. Very yeah. low-level stuff. Yeah. But, all right. So, did your the, the fact that you didn't want to do comedy that you thought was kid stuff, does that come from uh, your upbringing? Like, did, did, was your parents serious people or were you – because I grew up poor. 
See, so I know growing up poor, there was a there was a lot of pressure for me to get a job right out of high school to pay for my college, which is what I did. I started working at Candom Yards selling yeah. Italian ice and uh, iced tea and lemonade yeah. at 15 years old because yeah. I needed a job to pay for things because I grew up in a poor household. Yeah. Is it a similar thing where your parents had a strong worth ethic that they pushed on you and that's why you felt that I'm going to I'm going to say kind of yes because um, like, yeah. My parents didn't go to college, and yeah, I got a job right at 15, and then 16, and then got a car, and then just started working from when I was 15 on. Uh, I mean, I didn't, like, contribute to, like, the household bills or anything like that, but, you know, we weren't we weren't rich or anything like that. But it was, I think it might have been a little bit of, like, the upbringing, like, hey, you know, you gotta get a job, you know? Like, like my dad, I found out recently, he had, like, small dreams of wanting to do comedy, and he never really tried it. And, uh, like, he... So, recently, we brought him in and I made him participate in a sketch. Aww. And I think he really liked it. And, I don't know. So, that was cool and fun for me. But, um, I don't know. I I think... I, I The way you described it, I feel like I don't know how to agree with you without it sounding mean. Oh, sound mean. Because... No, no, no. <laughs> sound no, mean no. to who? To me? my parents. No, oh, your parents. because they're okay. so supporting and loving. Oh, we're not going to have the WTF moment where we're going to ask you about your mom and you're going to cry? Damn it. <laughs> no, no, because they're, they're so supportive and they want the best for me. That's good but, that your parents are But supportive. maybe they do have a little bit of that, hey, life is serious stuff. You know what I mean? So maybe it was some sort of like, you know, thing your, from them. How, when were your parents born? They're, um, are, they a little bit, are they a little bit they older? They were younger. You know, they were in their early younger? 20s okay. when they had me. Like, oh, okay. Pretty, you know. Okay, because my, I, par- I so. my father is old. My father was born in okay. 1944. Okay. Um, yeah. I know he's dead now. But my father was born in 1944, which is a little bit older than the majority of my friends. Because my father was 37 when he had me, and I was his third kid. Yeah. Second for my mom, who was born in 57. Uh, so my mom was about the appropriate age for me. My dad was a little bit older. Mm. Um, but he is a di- of a different generation where it's like, dude, he... In eighth grade, he quit school to get a job. So he's from wow. a completely yeah. different generation of, yeah. of, of people. You know, like, I don't even know if that's, ba- like, I guess that's the baby boomer generation. Uh, I'm bad at it. Yeah. Right, I, I, hate, I hate defining things like that. Yeah. I like rock and roll. I'm not sure if I like heavy metal or, gro- like, what's the, I don't know the difference. I oh, hate, I was I, that nerd. I, I was that, that, I was that, sn- I was that music This snob. is heavy metal. This isn't, gr- like, hey, this is punk. This, this is, is pop punk. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, I was up. that guy. I hate that shit. I, I hate like being I like. that guy. I That's, hate being that guy. But I am that guy. I hate being it, but I am. But I remember right, so. buying the hard and the heavy CD from Best Buy. And I was like, <laughs> I don't understand the difference. What's the hard and what's the heavy? I don't get the difference. <laughs> this CD is hard rock. This is heavy metal. I don't. I like this song and this song. And I like this song. And the, this one sucks and this one sucks. Like, which is it? So uh, you have a supportive wife for comedy. Your parents uh, are supportive of your comedy. Your parents, you're about to tell no. me I'm a goddamn failure, aren't you? No, I'm not. I'm not going to be the one that is the the naysayer. I was going to ask: Is there any naysayers other than your own brain inside, or do you? Yeah, it's probably just me. I'm probably my own worst enemy. Do even you, though do you, I fucking love me though. Do you have enough? You have enough positive influence around you. Do you have do. that voice inside that tears you up on the inside? Oh yeah, for sure. Because I mean, I don't think you can be an entertainer without it. Like you're gonna go back and you're gonna listen to this podcast and you'll be like, "This is garbage." You're like, "You're probably not even gonna release this episode because of how terrible it is." <laughs> like, who wants to listen to me talk? You know, but somehow I still have that because who am I? I started a podcast, so I have that fucked up thing inside me where I'm like, "I'm just a piece of shit." Who cares? Like, I get a couple like, no one's gonna listen to this episode. But then I'm like, 
you, you're gonna get so many more followers because I'm on this podcast. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand who I am. That's my whole entire life is two things that don't seem to be that they don't make sense. How can they fit together? And that's who I am because I am the straight laced person who goes to the job and I do this and I go do this job and then I get out and I try and do comedy. How can these both polar opposite things be true? But they are. And you put these two sides of the magnet together. If they're this, hold on. How do magnets work? If the same <laughs> side goes together, they rebel, but the two, both sides the opposite attract. attract. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's science talk on. So what do you really do? <laughs> or you know, we're gonna turn this into a Paula Abdul uh, Abdul music talk podcast. Sure, because yes. she did a song opposite attract. Okay, because yeah. I'm uh, an animated cat or something. I yeah. think there was a cat in that music video. So my entire life is trying to figure out how can I be both of these things that don't seem to make sense. See, that's that's another thing that held me up from doing the podcast was I didn't want to everybody do does a podcast you're just no, another no. standard comedian also I didn't want to fail at something else you didn't want to fail at something else like but if, what's if the, the failure po- I fucking love this shit I don't really listen I like I probably get like some of my episodes I get like you know maybe sometimes it's like 20 oh god some I, can't my, look, I can't look at the numbers some of the higher ones are like numbers. like over 100 but it's like oh that's right. great but I don't even like look at them because I love doing my podcast and I'm doing this for fun. And I like to talk to people. I like to listen to people. I love to listen to podcasts. I'm a podcast addict. And it's just fun for me to be able to contribute to the conversation a little bit. And it's it's kind of harder for me to, like, as much as I love talking, I love listening to. I listen to so many podcasts that, I don't know, I'm not always the best listener. <sighs> what am I saying? Well, that's the thing. I, it's... That's the the, the 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 I'm so afraid to look at the numbers. Yeah. Because I don't want to find out that nobody's listening to something. Because I've I, I've had enough failures. I've been a part of enough things that have failed or didn't do as expected. Yeah. And I want to do this because I enjoy it. But yeah. there's that part of my brain that won't let me enjoy it if it's not a success. Yeah. Even though I'm happy having happy and having fun. If it's going nowhere, that's the part of my brain that tells me that why continue to keep doing it. Yeah. Put your focus into something that is going to be successful because yeah. entertainment is your life. Yeah. But so let's go back to the coworkers things because this is fascinating to me. I I know nobody in Boston who is not a comedian or a coworker or a bartender who works at the bar that I do comedy at. Yeah. For you doing comedy, not telling your coworkers, how do you like how can you do what you do and not feel like you need to pr- use your coworkers as to promote at them? I mean, I'm sure you I don't, grew up here, so you have friends as yeah. well. But don't you? Also I do wanna, have a lot of friends. Do you not want to also tell your coworkers like, "Hey, I have this podcast. Please listen to it as well." No, not really. No, not with coworkers. Do you keep that, like, that line of of private and work that I, separate? I, separated? I try to, yeah. One well, of the clearly things, you do. One of the, reasons, one of the reasons why I didn't even want to start to do comedy, why I was afraid to start doing sketch comedy, is when I joined up, or like when I started doing like the improv stuff, all I saw were people like, hey, come see my show, come see my show. And it was like so annoying, and it was like, I don't want to be the person begging people all the time to come see my show. I barely wanted to invite people to my show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. doing sketch comedy, I was like... I was almost embarrassed to tell people I was doing sketch comedy. Like, like if my family found out or something like that. My family, they eventually found out and they're like, they think it's cool and like, they think it's funny. Like, and I'm sure they know it's silly and stupid and a waste of goddamn time. But like, 
I was embarrassed about it. I was still embarrassed about it. And like, so I like almost like I tried to keep it off Facebook and like, I didn't want the wrong people to find out like family, but like eventually they found out and it's fine. But like, and now I'm kind of in the, the space where I'm like, look it, this is a thing that I'm doing. I'm having fun doing this. We're going to do a couple sketch comedy shows. We're having fun doing it. I think you would have fun watching. So if you want to come, this is when the show is. And it's not like, crazy like bothering people like i feel like i don't want to bother people you know i don't yeah. want to i want to be like hey i'm having fun come have fun i don't want to be like hey everybody look at me oh like some people have that huge give me goddamn attention and i fucking hate that yeah see I, I i hate talking about my shows like well then when everyone starts comedy there's two people there's two types of promotion people people the way people broke they tell nobody at all or they tell everybody yeah and I was half and half. Like, I would only tell people when I needed to. Like, if I was doing a bringer show, I yeah. would only tell the amount of people that I needed to bring. Yeah. You'd sell the two commit. tickets that you'd have to do. In exactly. Order to and not tell anyone else. Comedy ball. Yeah. And then two months, uh, a month later, when I needed two more bringers, I would hit up two different people. Yeah. Instead of hitting the same people up. Uh, so that was my method to it. But now everyone knows I'm doing comedy for the most part yeah because I talk about it enough online because I have to force myself to talk about it online because also in here in Boston I have nothing else to talk about yeah uh, but I need to cre- generate when, when 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 it comes to social media I need to generate more content yes yeah. not just being promoting like I felt so bad this whole week I was in Baltimore the only time I posted online was about doing a show yeah where it should be I should be posting about something and then also posting about a show yeah um I don't want to be just shouting show announcements at people, but I'm also so over... I'm just done with social media. But there's also a part of me that if I'm in the mix of doing things, I don't... I don't think about social network, social media. Like, there's times You're where, living like, life. When I started <laughs> Twitter, I'm living life and I'm not sharing it on those things. That's why I'm not big on Instagram. I don't yeah. I don't stop to take the time to take a picture of something and, and say... Also, I don't want to just post that I'm doing something. I want to make it creative and funny and original, which yeah. I don't always succeed at, but... Yeah. This is something I, I'm proud of you because you're you're embracing the Periscope a little bit. Because you Periscope... I, not too much, no. no. You For do more than I do and I want to do more in Periscope. But the only time I'm doing something that is Periscope worthy, yeah, I don't think about it at the time. Yeah. No, I don't really do Periscope enough. There was a little time when I would do things, but like, no, I don't really do that. I, I just... I mean, do you... I'm as, sure here's like... I'm sure like... The times when you think of something funny, you probably write it down for your notebook and you're like, this this is the possibility of a good bit later. Yeah. I'm sure that same energy that I use, I throw it away on Twitter and I flush it down the toilet. I don't save it. I write it up in 140 characters and then I get rid of it. I feel so like that's my biggest Twitter creative that, output. Too. Yeah. I've mined my Twitter for like, wait, I had a really good joke the other day. What was that joke that I can turn into something here at this open mic yeah uh, especially since I need no, I haven't been doing it but I need to be going back to writing a quick 30 second joke to open my sets with yeah like a, a quick one liner I need to get back into the habit of writing those because that's I wrote those to start my jokes yeah to start my bits at open mic so I, I can get a laugh off the bat and boom yeah um, but that's talking too much of comedy that, that's going too deep into the comedy and I should not but be But I like to listen to that. I don't I know, know why. I don't need to be anyone's expert in comedy. It's just because I'm like, listening to people talk about comedy. And that's one of the is. reasons I why I like it. so many podcasts I love is li- I just like, like, and I don't even dive in, you know? Like, I don't even necessarily go to open mics. But I like 
to li- like I listen to your show because it's fun for me to hear your experience of the Boston comedy scene. And do, I don't do know you why. Feel like, does it feel too inside baseball to you? Because you don't know as many of the people as I do. Right. Sometimes when you drop names, I'm like, I don't know this person. But other times, like, I'm like, I, what's the percentage of names you don't think you don't think you know? Is I don't it? know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say because some people I, I have mean, heard. It's a totally of. on the spot question. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't know. Maybe like half, but like okay. others, right. like I've heard, like all right, I've heard of that person. Oh, I've seen a show with that person. I've seen this person do stand up. They're funny. And sometimes it's like I forget. Like maybe there was a couple of guests. I'm like, this guy's pretty funny. And I started following him on Twitter. And I'm like, just from hearing him talk on your show, I'm like, I'm looking forward to eventually running across this guy. Sorry, I'm not going to go out of my way to look at you. <laughs> <laughs> but I followed you on Twitter. I find your fun. I think. You're funny from listening to you talk. Say his name. No, I don't even remember his name. And that's even the worst. <laughs> I can name the seven guests that we've had. Exactly. If it's a he, that eliminates two of the female guests. It's a he. Who? Uh, Mike O'Brien. 34 think, jobs in 34 years. I think I followed him, yeah. I okay. think he was one of the guys that, yeah. I, lo- I, I love Mike O'Brien. Yeah. I know there's a, there, inside Boston Comedy, there's the joke that Michael Bryan's an asshole and everyone hates him. But I love Michael Bryan yeah. um, to, to pieces. Uh, and I don't care that he hears me say that. Because he's Michael he's a Ryan delight to be around. Shit. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's that's essentially the Boston comedy a big facetious opinion of Mike O'Brien. I think it's a I think we're all joking about how much we hate Michael O'Brien. Probably not. I don't even know him, and I hate him. <laughs> God. All right. So you're uh, what? Are you just doing the sketch comedy as a hobby, or do you see yeah. an end goal for it? No. I don't work hard okay. enough at it, you know? Okay. I think if I put more time into writing, then there would be something out of it. I think if I if I don't put enough time into memorizing my lines and acting as I should, like if I were taking this seriously, then I would know my lines a little bit more. I'm just having a really good time. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, there's like, nothing wrong with that, bro. And sure, maybe there's some part of me that, like, what if someone came across me and discovered me? Would I, like, drop everything to do it? Yeah. Of but, course. But, like, I don't necessarily think, like, I don't I don't want to put in... You don't want to quit your job. I don't want to go be an intern at, like, some piece of shit thing in order to, like, eventually maybe someday get paid to, like, be a writer or something like okay. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you would never, you, still, would, you wouldn't quit your job to make the attempt at being paid for comedy. I am... With, someone just reminded me how shocking this is the other day i've been out of college for nine years and i still owe 15 grand in student loans and i just went to a state university i feel like i can't be myself because if i get fired not only do i have you know the wife to take care of i also have sally may to take care of you know what i mean and it's like yeah i i I am not well i'm not i don't have any student loan debt i paid my my the only thing I haven't paid for my college is the last semester. My, that's why I yeah. don't actually. That's why you don't see my my certificates hanging up on the walls here because they weren't <laughs> given to me because I didn't yeah. pay for the last semester. Fair enough. <laughs> so technically, I'm a college graduate, mm-hmm. but literally With not quotes. a college graduate yeah. yet. Still, right. yeah, if I go, if I mail them that 450 bucks, maybe I'll get my certificate. 450 dollars. <laughs> I think that's what was my last class was. I think because I I spent six years and the last two years I was taking a class a semester because I was waiting for them. It was one of those like, this is only offered in the fall. This is only offered in the spring. And then it was canceled because there's not enough people from the fall who were supposed to graduate to the spring class uh, took to the spring class and stuff like that. Oh, my college was... Here's your next thing. You're going to do a Kickstarter to raise the money in order to get your college degree. <laughs> 
That one, might be the, the only thing that I'd do for uh, for Kickstarter. Because that would be I had, so funny. Because I'm not one starting a Kickstarter things, to pay off my medical bills that I'm going through right now. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about too on my podcast, which I didn't bring up. How we can talk about are now? you? We can, we can. Are you okay? Ah, uh, the honestly, honestly, I'm alive now. The serious answer is, I'm. It's. Between now and the end of the year, end of the year, who knows? The first year of after my surgery is very going to be very touch and go. You got to take it easy. Good. You got to uh, relax. You come home. You're running. You're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm late. You run up the stairs and you're like, like all full of energy. Like I just feel like you just gotta. Well, I'm a very energetic guy. You are, but you gotta stop. Yeah. Well, here's what I saw you earlier. We're talking. You're like grabbing the side of your chest up over here and I'm like oh Jesus Christ oh I'm so used to doing that I don't know I'm like what is he what is he clutching for no I I have constant chest pains low level chest pain angina stuff that's here there but if it's the pain that I'm having I've been through this enough now that I know I know the difference between a serious pain that brings me to the hospital and a pain that's just atypical pain yeah so you, so you're eating right, you're exercising. I'm eating right uh, for the most, I'm, I'm 98% eating right. Did you quit smoking? Oh, yeah. I haven't had a cigarette in six weeks. That's good. Okay. Um, good. And I and I spent a whole week with my mother and I didn't have a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I, all right. This is, all right. I don't know if I should talk, ask. One right, of the things. Do what you want, bro. This is an open chat. You do coke? Huh? You do coke? No. No, no. I've never done coke. I and I've always been afraid to because I know I have a heart condition. But like okay, the, there you go. Because well, when I hear of a young guy getting like a heart attack, that's one of the first things I hereditary. think of. Hereditary. I have hereditary okay. high cholesterol. It's because my dad, my body is yeah. actually working to kill me. That's the big problem with everything. Is that I'm in a, in a and then that's why that's why I'm, it's going to be sketched between now and the end of the year because no matter what I do, my body's going to want to build more cholesterol than what it is. Right. My brother. Who's a ve- was a vegetarian was on cholesterol lowering medication. Even being a cheese. I mean, he ate dairy, so he's a, a, a lacto. He was a, a not a vegan. He's a he vegetarian. wasn't vegan. He was yeah. just a regular vegetarian. He ate yeah. dairy and stuff like that. So that get out of here. So yeah, it's a dangerous place to be. Like my buddy, yeah. who's four hundred pounds. We were just talking. He's four hundred pounds. His cholesterol is seventy. They want you. Anyone need good cholesterol is under a hundred. Like a good cholesterol level is under a hundred. First yeah. of all, I was. 270. Yeah. Uh, last check was 120, I think. I was down to 150 points. So they still want me under 100. I don't know what it is now. I got an appointment in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, he's 400 pounds and his cholesterol was a 70. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> if there's anybody, and I love him to death, but Eats if there's a lot anybody of who should have been having a, uh, having a almost heart attack, it should have been him, not me. Life's not fair. Oh, it's totally not fair. There's Life so many people fair. who I hate are terrible, <laughs> awful human beings, and I have to work with them every day and go, why do they not have a heart condition? <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. So, yeah, it's – I'm going to be fine. But it's it, – there is that lingering part in the back of my head that I'm probably that, – that it's very good possibility that I won't make it to the end of the year. Now, granted, that, I can make it for – I can live for the next 20 years because I have a strong, healthy heart. Yeah. It's just blocked by yeah. cholesterol and plaque and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. My blood pressure is amazing for someone who has uh, high cholesterol. My yeah, blood pressure is fantastic. For it just gets clogged in the area where it shouldn't get clogged. Yeah, the yeah. heart's getting clogged, up. I, and it's a strong heart, and it beats and push back, it pushes. But I mean, twenty years from now, the heart will be weakened because I'll be twenty years older. But also, the yeah. heart will be out of shape from beating so much and, and going through everything that I've put it through. 
But yeah, it's. I mean, so are you it's like? It's still weird to talk how about. Are you even mentally? though I just did. Honestly, mentally. All right, listen. Not good, dude. My grandmother died recently. I'm sorry. And that sucks. And I'm sad. And it affected me a little bit. But I'm like, it's it's it like oh time, yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah it was her time. She was old. You know she smoked. But I'm still like, what am I doing this for? Why am I why am I like bothering to do this sketch comedy thing? Because I'm just gonna die. Like like I got to like the immediate dark place. You know, my mother in law died a couple of years ago, and it's like it's just like. But your th- are those are other people. What's that? Your e- you feel like sometimes your efforts are futile? Yeah, it doesn't matter because we're all going to die. How- See, that's what I'm scared about. And I'll uh, be honest with this. And please put this on your thing if you want. Uh, I'm afraid of dying and not leaving a mark on this world. I am too. So I, I need- make jar- jokes about that too. I'm like, I almost said the other day, is there any way I could put my resume on my tombstone? Like, there's, <laughs> like one of the reasons why I want to do comedy is like, I want, I want, so many people to be sad when I die. Like, I want to go out and meet people. I want to, like, be on stage. And I want someone to be like, that motherfucker positively affected my life. And I'm just a little bit more sad because he's dead. And that's one of the reasons why I want to do comedy is because I want more people to love me. I want so many people around the world to be so fucking sad when I die. You know what I mean? Okay, like, I get you. Do you know how fucking sad fine. people were when Robin Williams died? Like, oh everyone God. was like, they were fucking bummed. Like, could you imagine if... You could bum the world out that much by not being alive anymore. I can't fathom that. It would be that would be great awesome. But see, <laughs> I just want That's to be so able terrible. to walk away. I don't want to have the millions of people crying at my funeral. I just want to know that something was created and bettered everybody that I was a part of. I want to feel accomplished. Yes. And that's a way to do it. Is this stupid podcast that we're doing, need, my stupid podcast, your stupid This is, you know. I don't need people to know that I created that thing. I just know, I need to know that I created that thing and made the world better. I, I want to walk down the street and hear people talk about how much they love that show, that, that show that I helped create. Yeah. They're like, that's what I want. Not the, oh, I love the show because Dennis is on it thing. Which There's nothing wrong with that. We just want to make people's shitty lives a little bit better. Yeah, I, 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 I have to be a part of that. And uh, that's why we keep, that's why our hearts keep on beating, right? Hopefully. <laughs> My sister dropped the, oh, this is God's plan for you crap on me yesterday. I was like, yeah. oh, I almost I almost came across the front yard and choked her. <laughs> well, Dennis, actually, that's, that's the main reason I came here is, um, where do you think Jesus Christ fits in your life? <laughs> I couldn't hold a straight face to that. All right, yeah, well, for me, this, the it's been... It's been, especially the second one, because I think I mentioned that I had the second stint put in. Yeah. And it became, I was really down. Yeah. For days, weeks. Because uh, I struggle with depression, but. Listen, all right. This isn't going to change anything, but when you said that, I was like, fuck. I've only met Dennis a handful of times, but he's, he seems like a good guy. <laughs> and if you weren't here anymore, I'd be a little bit sad. Oh. You know? Yeah, that's. Compliments make me feel weird. Good, uh, exactly. They make me so uncomfortable. Fucking but. don't be sad. Like I know, but it's it's. You I know have that, positively at the same affected time my, in my life. head. Like oh well, thank oh then I can die happy because I positively affected then one gonna, person. Then you're gonna fucking die. Like <laughs> all right, out the window, head first, <laughs> <laughs> smash. <laughs> Tell Jesse, yeah. Tell Jesse, you can have my microphones. <laughs> no, I Tell don't Jesse know how the to... studio belongs to him. How do I email this podcast to me? No one's ever going to hear this. How do I hit stop? But no, it's, uh, I mean, the, the, the huge thing for me was 
that it was like I worked for five. I worked for four months getting into better position and and yeah because when the first time happened i was down for the first couple weeks yeah because i didn't tell anyone about this yeah it took me weeks it took me months to tell my family yeah um and the the only person who knew what was going on my roommates kind of knew because i had to tell them that i wasn't going to be home for a couple days yeah because i'm in the hospital down the street and my roommate had to walk me there because i was too afraid to uh, a i didn't want to spend the money on an ambulance yeah. To go five blocks down the street to the hospital. Yeah. And two, I was legitimately afraid I wouldn't make it. I wouldn't be able to make the five block walk. Yeah. So I made him walk with me. Oh, can we talk about like how bad of an like Uber ride you would have been? <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't want to spend the money on an ambulance. <laughs> you heard the Uber podcast episode. How yes. much I hate Uber. <laughs> I'll call an ambulance before I call Uber. <laughs> but so, and then I told a comic from LA who was in town. Yeah, she was the reason. Uh, she, I talked to her. I told her everything that was going on before I had the surgery. The day I went to go had the surgery, because it was uh, Christmas Day, and that it was the the twenty sixth that I went to the hospital. Got out the morning of the twenty seventh overnight. They let me. They released me on the thirtieth. I was still having pain, and that she was the only person I told about the chest pains I was having. And she's like, "Dude, you need to go to the hospital. Like, don't die." Yeah, and we aren't even friends. We're acquaintances. Yeah. She lives in LA. She's from Boston. She would come back and forth and we were doing a show and we were just having a, like when we saw each other on the show, I knew she was on the show and I was excited to see her. And I said, said, Hey, what's up? Hey, good seeing you again. She was like, hi, I'm insert name here. I was like, ah, we're already Facebook friends. She goes, Oh, and then we just talked all night long. Yeah. I, I think probably cause she felt embarrassed that she forgot who I was. Yes. But and when we left and we're talking some more and I was like, all right, look, I can't walk too fast. I have to stop every few minutes because I'm having chest pains. <sighs> and I explained all that to her. And that night when I came home, the chest pains got so worse that I couldn't yeah. make it into the apartment. I called the ambulance and went to the hospital. And then – so that was the 30th. On the 31st, they found it and they did the surgery and I was out. By the way, on the fir- on January 1st, I was – I left the hospital January 1st, 2 p.m. I was at 100 First Jokes at IB <laughs> doing my first joke of the year. <laughs> At 7 p.m. Shut up. That's how stupid I am That's to love. one. You love you about love doing comedy, comedy and two. Shit, yeah. How stupid I am about keeping a secret that I still had to go. I couldn't even cancel my event because I didn't want to tell anybody yeah. why I would be canceling it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I I picked I quickly picked myself out of the dumps after the first surgery, but when the second surgery came down, I was for weeks down because it was. I'm fighting a losing battle. What's the point in doing anything? Yeah. And your mind brings you those those bleak. Bleak, bring you to those, to those bleak, bleak moments. moments. <laughs> to name the bis- Mr. Bismuth movie that we are both in. Yeah. Short film. Oh, oh that, that scared me for a second because the, the mouse, the pointer went into the corner of the screen yeah. and just showed the desk. I was like, no! That was briefly scary. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, have you ever... I mean, I mean this is the... Cl- I mean, there's also part of me that realized that I've been doing this to myself for 16 years. Yeah. That and the joke I'm trying to write and I have to try and learn how to make it funny. The joke I'm trying to write is for 16 years I was trying to kill myself with cheeseburgers and cigarettes because I was too much of a pussy to write a note. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's it's a dark and thing but it. it's yeah. it's almost it's so serious but it's so absurdly it's so I don't know. There's a what lot of stuff I'm writing it? about this. This is this is the non-standard Yeah, comic. let's workshop this. This is What what if it was a knock-knock joke? <laughs> <laughs> what if you started off with knock-knock and then Knock, knock. Who's there? And this has been advice from a non-stand-up comic on your comedy career. I love it. I love it. I'm going to go do it tonight. But, I mean, yeah, it's... 
it's my near death moment, but there's so many people who have had more legitimate near death moments. Yeah. Like this is more it's more my wake up call that what I've been doing to myself health wise and how much I've been screwing myself up. Yeah. And I've been writing some good material about all of it. I was uh, that you know, like I did I've been doing ten to twelve minutes of material the whole week. Yeah. About it starts off talking about how much weight I lost, talking about doing a study on depression and how I'm too depressed for a study on depression. Get out of here. I almost got kicked out of a, st- a depression study for being too depressed, uh, for being too suicidal. And then we can't I, say I had to quit that Get study because of this, the, the, the incidents with my heart. Yeah. So well. I was already writing everything up to it. And I was like, well, I was oh. writing depression stuff <laughs> while it was happening. I was like, well, I'm going to have to see where this stuff goes. Because and I'm in the cherry on top. And the cherry on top was I, I had to quit a cigarette smoking study. Because of, of it. So, yeah, I'm cigarette-free. I'm eating better. Mostly vegetarian. Yeah. And working out. And I love working out, especially because I'm going to be joining a, a rock climbing gym, and I love rock climbing. I'm going back nice. to rock climbing, um, hopefully in June. Yeah. I, I might be able to – I don't know. I'm not going to have any time this weekend to do it. But, no, you're right. I, I stress myself out a lot by doing things. But that's how I live. Yeah. That's I, – I can't, I can't not live that way. Yeah. Like, are you an easygoing, back, a laid-back guy? Because you love no. your Netflix. I try to be. I See, and then I sit down and I watch Netflix, and I beat myself up because I'm like, you could be editing this podcast right now. You could be doing this right now. You could be doing that. Like, I don't know. I, I tried to get back into playing video games. I tried to get back into playing video games. <laughs> and I was like, playing like Tony Hawk something, and I'm like, you're a piece of shit the whole time. Like, I couldn't do it. I was like, you're wasting your time. You could be out doing something else right now. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Where's your head at? When um, when's your open mic? How much longer do you want to talk? Because oh, I, can... I, I pushed it back till ten o'clock. I have a, oh. a pre signed up spot, so I don't have to be in Newton till ten o'clock. All right, cool. Then uh, we can I just talking. like keeping an eye on the show. Yeah, let's keep okay. talking. I Good. mean, I got to take the tea to get there because there's cares, a well, so. I got a car, so I'm generous. Um, oh, I'm, so I'm not gonna refuse a ride, but you don't have to do that. So we can go down a couple different roads. Yes, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. We can talk about that. Um, so you hate Lyft and Uber. I was a Lyft driver for like eight rides. So that was cool. I don't know. I did tried you, it. I was okay, like, there's a job we could talk about. This is what well, we could talk about every Why did job you start except Lyft? for, cause I was like, there's extra money to be made. Like okay. I have a car, like sometimes I'll get out of something like, you know, downtown Boston at like midnight. And if I give like two or three rides, there's, you know, there's another tank of gas. And so like, I tried it a couple times and like, whatever, it was fine. But I just kind of like stopped doing it. Cause I was like, I could just work a normal job, <laughs> which I'm doing. Okay. All right. Well, this so is this podcast that... is about jobs. If, okay. if we can go all the way back to the beginning, if you want. Yeah. How? What's? I'm so frantic. <laughs> no. Do you want to know about my job? Because I've, I've, I have thought. Because I don't know. Someday, I'm sure there will be a listener out there who doesn't know me personally and wants yeah. to know about my job history, especially when it comes to. The no, this is stuff. your podcast now. My podcast is over. So okay. everyone listening but already I think knows. I'm going to do job. an episode where I'm going to have somebody interview me about my own job one day. Okay. All right. <laughs> we can do that. Do you want me to interview now? If you want to do it, yeah. What no. do you want to know about radio? No, do you fuck want you. to know? Fuck you. We're talking about me right now. Okay, yeah. this is my episode. <laughs> yes, we'll talk about you right. some other time. <laughs> it's an open chat. It goes both ways. Yeah, no. talk about radio. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the beginning. What, so, so in the beginning, I started off. I worked in a grocery store over in Concord. That was cool. Okay. Fine, Concord whatever. Mass or Concord, New Hampshire. Concord, Concord Mass. Mass. Okay, because you're from that Marshfield Concord area. You said? Maynard. Maynard. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and uh, so a couple days a week doing that. Then finally, I got a job over at CVS, which I will all, which I will never forget, because my interview for that job was on nine eleven. So 
Yeah. And I was, I was like, you know, you're in school and you're like, you see it happening and you're like, you go home and you're like, I have a job interview at four. That's still happening, right? And I'm like <laughs> watching the towers come down and I'm like, all right, I put on my tie and I go downtown and I'm like, you know, all right. What is that interview like? like I don't it... even remember. I just remember it happening. And it was just like, you know, just say you want like, to do I the job. I feel like the like... first thing that comes out of that guy's mouth has to be. I'm sure it was, yeah. And it... So have you been watching the news today? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, oh, like exactly. I did comedy after that. Yeah. No, no, Boston. No, no, no. I was, no. I did comedy after the Boston Marathon. Okay. Bye. I yeah. literally went and did that's my rough. first TV appearance at a, lo- a local cable access show. Yeah. Oh, that's. I mean, let's see. If you, if I was, it was 2011, so I would have been 20. You're three years older than me, so you're what 17? When 9/11 happened, 17, 18. I don't know. Math's bad. So September 11th happened in 2001, approximately in September. My birthday. Approximately in September. Something like that. I don't know. I haven't seen the bumper sticker in a while. <laughs> And again, someone phone. This is a terrible thing. You're not allowed to say things like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Fine. I don't want to do math right now. 17. No, probably 16. No. 16, 17. Because okay. one of the reasons I, I did it is because I needed... I was trying to buy a car, and I was borrowing a car. So around then, I was... So it was probably 16 when I started over What there. did you do at CVS? Like stock shelves or cashier? Yeah, or? cashier, stock shelves. Um, and then eventually, I moved over to the photo lab, which is kind of ironic because I'm colorblind. So if I ever had to correct someone's photos... It was like, all right, sorry. Like, maybe not me. Did maybe they know you were colorblind when they let you in the photo lab? Probably, but I mean, it's just like a machine. You just take their thing, you know. Oh. It's like you take their photo and you put it in the thing. It's not like the friggin' so in 2001, there Robin wasn't, Williams movie. It's you like you put it in a there. robot. It's like you change the chemicals, you put this thing there, and they print it out, and then fine. It's like there wasn't like a lot of color correction or anything like that. It was just like you take the thing, you do this, and like you do that, and it was like an extra 50 cents an hour. So I was like, sure. Did you, you, know? did you only take the job because it was a, a pay-up? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you never did anything in high school with photography? No. This okay. was just an extra... This was my brother I got did. to wear a white lab coat and got an extra 50 cents an hour. That was it, you know? Oh. There was nothing photography in school. Like, I don't know. I was never really too interested in that. But there's a machine but, that takes care of all of it. Yeah. You just put, give it to the robot. Because my brother in high school took a photography, couple photography classes, got pretty serious about it for yeah. a while. Yeah. Um, and he went to film school, which I guess there was yeah. a correlation there. But he learned how to develop film... The old school way. That's cool. Yeah. My and grandfather was like super into that too. Yeah. And like, I could have taken the class when I was in high school, but I didn't have the time because I was doing other things. But Yeah. And I also, photography didn't interest me at the time. Let's talk about that too. My I graduated with 90 kids. That's how even much more crazy it is that I have an ADV program. Oh, the we high had like school, 400 people. We the high school in my class was probably like 400 people, maybe four or 500 people in the high school. And that's how even more crazy it is. There were so many kids in the AV club, though. It was like a big popular thing. It was like, you know, maybe like a third of the school was into it type of thing. It was like maybe even more. It was it was like a big thing. It was like a big deal. So that's how even that Did your school not have sports? No, yeah, there were sports, yeah. Okay. But, I don't know. That was the big thing. I don't know. And it wasn't a special school. It was just your regular public just school. Just a regular high school, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, I, I hear about people who went to school with doing things like that ever occasionally here there. That they'll go to a school and we just coincidentally had this really cool program of yeah. things. Um, yeah. But it still baffles me because I even went to a school specifically designed for that stuff. And nobody from the school has done anything. The fact that I'm doing a podcast and stand-up comedy and I You're work for, for a radio station, <laughs> I'm the most successful person. Yeah. I had a girl who was supposed to graduate with me, but she ended up getting kicked out of school and yeah. had to go to the other local high school. Yeah. She had mentioned recently that her husband saw somebody he went to high school with on Jeopardy. And she was like, 
I was enrolled in a theater program and none of us have become professional actors. <laughs> I'm like, Eric, relax. Yeah. I'm on my way there. <laughs> Just stop. But there was people who were such really great actors and they devoted their lives to it. Yeah. My sister went to my high school specifically for acting and then grad- uh, got out of high school and dropped all acting. Yeah. It's like, why are they you not performing? They beat the happiness out of her or something like that. When she like, was Even when she was in the acting program, she did one play. She did yeah. one after school play. Wow. She went to four years. In the acting program and she only did one after school play? Come on. She wasn't forced That's to weird. do plays. She just took her acting class every day every day at school and that was it. Yeah. She did a couple communities. Uh, I guess community I can see that plays, being too. Like, school. you know, if you're, if it's your schoolwork, then you kind of lose interest. You know what I mean? Like. I think if, she got into it something never expecting to do it as serious as she should have been. I don't yeah. think she was ever serious about it. She just she liked was doing it community was, theater yeah. along a church group. Yeah. Prior to that. And then she just, she got it. I think she she should have been there. But yeah, yeah. yeah there, it's, it's weird that we had so many people dedicated to a thing and none of us went anywhere with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas you had a school that. I'm sure there's people that are successful. Well, not even successful. I mean, but that are like, people that gone are on to into it, like, it in my high school. Like, they were into it. They were into the tech stuff that wasn't their focus. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's like telling me that so many kids were into the automotive program at a school, you know? Yeah. Right. That, that who didn't need to be beyond having to take it, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Check my notes. I don't think I have any notes or anything else. Um, all right. So where did we, we went back? So I'm this? working at CVS. I worked okay, there for yeah, a couple of years. Right. Thank you. Yeah. So you were at CVS doing that. When did you, it was a you were just working there for high school and college? High school, and then I did it in college a little bit too. Yeah, I would come back and work some weekends or work the summer um, in order to basically pay for my car and pay for my car insurance or other stuff like that. Were you working while you were at college? Yeah. When I went off to college, I uh, I worked in the dish room, which was terrible. At, at school? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you worked at, on campus because I never yeah. did. I went to a community college, so there yeah. was none of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, like, in the dining hall, and this was, like, a couple months, and that was, you know, taking people's dirty dishes and cleaning them, and it was gross and disgusting. because okay, I didn't go to a real university, so this is what... Did you live on campus? I did, yeah. Hence all my student loans, paying for my meal plan and my housing for four years type of thing, you know? What did... All right, let's talk about that, because I don't have that experience of living in a yeah. dorm room. So, yeah, how different of an experience was that for you? Um, Very. Um, It was... I mean, it's clearly the first time you've ever lived on your own. Exactly. And I was, you know, I'm, you, I'm a shitty a kid. a lot of people, when they do that dorm room, that's the first time they have sex. That's the first time they have a beer. That's where they change their life because there's no parental guidance. I started to get into, people... like, the fun stuff like that at the end of high school. Okay. Um. So my senior year, I was probably the busiest. Like, I'm the person who was in all the clubs. Like, tons of clubs. Like, doing so many things. Played the trumpet. In the jazz band. In some sort of, like, mock bill passing thing. Like... You know, in the AV club, it's WAVM 91.7, the voice of Tigertown. Sorry, I didn't say it earlier. Um, <laughs> Tigertown? Yeah, because it's the Maynard Tigers. Um, and <laughs> so in that, it's like slowly climbing up the structure. So it's like there's the main guy, but then there's also, you know, I'm the director of videotape. And then I'm the manager of videotape. And eventually, like, climbing up, and I'm like the general manager of, like, something or other. And it's like, so I'm climbing up that and, like, you know, responsibilities there and a job. But then my senior year is when I started to discover how alcohol was fun and how a girl was fun and how this thing was fun, which... Smoking um, weed. 
I'd see, yes, but I try not to say you did that. A visual, you did a visual guide for, for audio. I, I know. had to point it out. But And that's another one of those things where I'm uncomfortable saying And I now did. let's go to the jugglers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, well, that's another thing I'm uncomfortable about in my past. Just because, I don't know, even though it's a goddamn speeding ticket now, it's the same thing. Yeah. Whatever. So anyways, so I'm doing that and it's like, it's kind of one of those things where I was like, I was I was having fun doing that sort of thing, so it's kind of focusing less on like my activities and realizing that there's other stuff in life because girls are a thing and alcohol is fun. And I don't know. So then when I go to college, it's kind of like, all right, I'm partying, even though I was like having fun and doing that. And then like eventually I got a job working security there, which That's was cool. Campus. Yeah. 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 And, I find it funny anyone who works in comedy does security. Like, there's a really yeah. good comedian who I got to bring him on, Sean Bengood. He does. Uh, he was a a campus security officer, like legit carried yeah. a gun. Oh and wow! I think I'm pretty sure he carried a gun. Yeah, <laughs> they may not have Maybe issued not. him the gun, but he was he definitely carried, packing. He just carried a gun. Um, I I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah, he, that's a very it was a very serious job. Yeah, that he was doing and also doing comedy. So when I find out anybody who does comedy and then has to be in charge of someone else's security, I get a little nervous. No, it's like that's <laughs> who I am. That's this other person. It's like and it's I was a supervisor and it's like I was in charge of like people and making sure people were. Doing the right thing, and it was also so that I could have a job at like Friday nights and Saturday nights. So I wouldn't, if I didn't have that job, I would drink every single Friday and Saturday night. So it was like me making myself responsible to like, all right, I'm gonna go make some money, and I'm gonna force myself to work some of these weekend nights, so I'm not always funnel facing. You know do what you, I mean? Do you feel you have a small problem with drinking? No. Okay. It's just weird. You were trying to be more responsible. Exactly. You weren't trying to hide a problem. You were trying to be more responsible. Exactly. Okay. Because otherwise, you know, I, I, it's not necessarily like I was afraid that I was going to get drunk too often. It was, again, coming back to, you know how awesome like Netflix is? Whatever the Netflix was back in college days, it was probably Napster downloading movies or something yeah. like that. It's way more fun to like sit at home and watch something than to have responsibility of like, Oh man, it's Friday night. I bet other people are out having fun right now. I should probably be somewhere out having fun. It's that sort of thing. Well, you, the responsibility was... of having to go to a party. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I don't you... necessarily mean I was gonna like get too drunk all the time. Like yeah, like you're right. The way I said that came out wrong. But you so no no. This brings me to my next question because I want to know. You do a lot of things. Yeah. You organize very well. Do you find yourself being a responsible person? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like. Sometimes I'm responsible, and then other times I feel like I'm just compared to my. I feel like I'm when I'm around my friends. Yeah, I'm the least uh, the least irresponsible with them. Okay, but when it comes to other people, I feel like my my responsibility comes from being the least irresponsible one in the bunch. Look at I I have my comedy friends. They look at me and they think I'm like a conservative Republican. I have my friends from college. They look at me like I'm a crazy hippie. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like. Again, how can these two things be true? But they are true. It's like, I'm a lazy motherfucker at times, but then I'm also the type of person I can get stuff done, and when I put my mind to something, I can really do it. I am the type of person, I love being in the city, I want to be nonstop, and this is great, and it's so cool being here, and there's restaurants and people and comedy. At the same time, I would love to own a cabin by a lake in Maine and just not see anybody for months. So, again, how can these two things be true? I don't know. I have all these desires. But here I am in the city. You know? I don't know. 
Oh yeah, I'm a backpacker who loves living in their environment because when you're deep in the woods, it's not quiet. There's so right. much life and noise going uh-huh. on. It's yeah. the countryside that's quiet that drives me nuts. I yeah. love noise. I love living in the city. Yeah. I enjoy when I was a backpacker, just sitting out by the campfire, hearing the crackling of the campfire, yeah. hearing animals and bugs and sh- shit in the uh, off in the backgrounds and branches falling down and yeah. birds and owls and shit like that. Yeah. I enjoy noise. That's yeah. probably why I fall asleep at rock concerts. Because <laughs> it's so no. much noise. It's like, get out of right. here. <laughs> Dude, I've slept through both Seven Dust and I... No. Uh, and, um, uh, Pantera. I slept through both of them. I was also super tired. Because <laughs> I'm always super I'm tired. I'm going to applaud you. That's, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I've nodded off. You I have that pl- in common with Matt Sovey, who fell asleep at a And You Will Know Us by the Trail of Dead concert. <laughs> Middle East downstairs, which is very loud. Oh, very loud, and nowhere to sit down. No. He fell asleep standing? No, he, he found a place to sit down. It was like okay. near that little, you know, the, the bar that you take like two steps up. Somehow there was like some little seat over there. He okay, fell all right, I got yeah. you, I got you. <laughs> the Middle East. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> all right, w- the job that we can't talk about. Yeah. When did... It- I got it right out of college. Right out of college. Yeah. So you've been there probably, what, eight, ten years almost? Uh, nine, yeah. Yep. Nine years. Mm-hmm. Nine years with the same company. Yeah. That's an yeah. accomplishment. I mean, That's, granted, I've been with yeah. with iHeartMedia for the most part 13 years. Is iHeartRadio, are you... Um, Clear Channel. No. Okay. No, 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 no. I, would, I was about to thank you, but I'm not going to thank you. Okay. I've gotten a lot of things. I think it's mostly CBS Radio. Uh-huh. Let's see. WAF? Are you? No, that's Intercom. That's something else completely right. Correct. I think it's Intercom. Okay, then I'm not going to thank you for anything. I've won quite a few things from radio stations. Let's talk about oh. that. I won a pair of skis, boots, and like bindings. Almost $1,000. Do you ski? Yes. Did you ski before you won the... the I did. In middle okay. school, I took like... Is there like, anybody in New England who doesn't ski, right. I guess? Is that is that true? What I, should, right. I not, should I not be surprised when somebody tells me they, they ski up here? Well, and because it, it's like a super wealthy thing. That's one of the things. It was like my father's cousin was in, char- like, was in charge of like some recreation department for some other like rich town nearby. And somehow he like snuck me on as one of the kids... And so, like, all we had to pay for was the rentals. We got, like, the lessons free. And this oh, is nice. in middle school. So if I didn't, like, learn that, then I feel like skiing is one of those, like, it's super expensive. And if I didn't, like, own my pair of skis, which I won through, was it the 98.5 The Sports Hub or WAF, one of those, then it would, like, it's so expensive to go skiing. Because it's, like, lift tickets are, like, 50, 100 bucks, like, just for one day. I don't know. Skiing's super fun. Uh, also, I've gone scary. skiing twice. I never paid for either of them because yeah. they were station events. We just took listeners. Nice. Yeah. For free. So so that's scary. I won a trip to Comic-Con to see District 9. San with, Diego? With Peter Jackson San, San, and the director. What? A trip to San Diego. Two, San pe- Diego two round Comic-Con? trip tickets. Stayed in the hotel right next to the convention center. Walked around Comic-Con. And we saw District 9 before it came out with the director and with Peter Jackson there. That same trip was actually, that's when I started to learn who Doug Benson was. So I saw Doug Benson do comedy with Patton. Oh, flabbergasted. And, we um, could send listeners to Comic-Con, but I've worked for, the, radio, for, for yeah. the biggest radio company in years, and they can't pay me to go to oh, Baltimore Comic-Con when stupid. I worked for a Baltimore <laughs> station. I had to fl- get out of here. Oh, well, no, they, they didn't pay for any of yeah. it. They didn't even put my videos on the, on the site. Oh, shut up. The only reason I got it is because, like, Hey, uh, can I just email these guys for press passes for Broadway Comic Con so I don't have to pay for it? <laughs> like, yeah. They're like, yeah, whatever. Go away. Fine. Don't bother me. Uh, All right. That's that awesome. One. That's an awesome prize. Ready? Here's another one. Space Camp. 
I won a what? week a weekend bender at Space Camp is what they call it as to a promote. No, oh, this was adult. like three years ago. This was well, to promote the bender, like the last the season. The bender has tells me that it's an adult. It type. had to do with Futurama. It was a Futurama promotion, ah, okay, and it okay. was like, and people from all over the country won, and it was like, it was like three days or four days at Space Camp, and because it was called a weekend bender, I was like, they're not. This is Space Camp, so I made sure I brought two bottles of alcohol, uh-huh. and so while we were camping or uh, sleeping in like the basement of the. Uh, Space camp and those little bunk beds. Like I woke up some of the guys and we had to go get some Gatorade and we were partying in the basement of Space Camp. So that was a good time. Oh, yeah. nice! How old so were you that? This was a couple years ago. Oh, this, was a couple- <laughs> this was adult. This was like three, four years ago. Yeah, this was adult Space Camp. Yeah. Oh my so god! It was like brilliant. Yeah. So I would like to thank the radio. This was mostly through like online stuff, like the. WAAF Army or something like that, okay. where, you, where you like earned points by like clicking things or answering trivia questions, and then I would take those and I would enter the raffles, and so these were raffles that I won, but I made sure to only enter the local raffles because the odds of winning are that much better, yeah, yeah. and that's how I won these two trips and the pair of skis and like a bunch of other stuff like movie passes. And... Oh, that's awesome, so, dude. Yeah, and so like that, that sort of thing is kind of shut down, so I haven't won like Do you contests think, or one. Did you listen to radio a lot when you were a kid? I did, yeah. I... Like WAAF, WBCN, FNX. Do you think I that influenced you? To I be went to so many live concerts when I was in late high school and in college. So many live concerts, and I go to a lot. But now, more recently, I'm loving comedy. Whether it's you know stand up comedy or live podcasts. A lot of people so start off with music and they they drift to the comedy side. Yeah, uh, even musicians. I know so many musicians yeah. that are turned comedians or attempting to turn to comedians, which is weird because a lot of them also tell me it's like. Can't, I can't I can't do what you do. It's really? so scary yeah. to be up there and telling jokes. It's like, bro, you get on stage every night and play music in front of yeah. people. And you're like, yeah, I can do that. But oh, I there's another thing. I would love to be like the front man of a band. Like, I surely can't sing. Oh, yeah. All but comedians I would love want to be, to be rock like stars. All rock stars want to be comedians. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe I could be both. Who knows? Yeah, to be the jackass on stage with, you know, assless chaps and, you know, dancing Just around. Just chaps. Yeah. All chaps are assless. I know, but it sounds it's way better. It sounds so much better. It, it does. does. Sound better. It right. sounds redundant. It's like saying ATM Thank machine. Thank you for correcting me. ATM I know. machine sounds perfectly normal, but yeah. you're just like, you're saying Well, because if you don't say machine, machine, I think machine. of ass to mouth, so thank you for saying machine. <laughs> so, all right. Unless you're talking about ATM machine, the machine that's at they asked the machine. machine. Yes. Well, the machine club that's over by the Fenway, which is the gay club over in. Fenway. Oh, there's a gay club over by Fenway. Yeah, it's called Machine. Oh, the ATM Machine. Our uh, our our bo- weird bondage alternative lifestyle club in Baltimore is called Orpheum. Club Orpheum. Orpheum. Oh, that was... must be really confusing when you moved here. Why? What's Club Orpheum here? Is there a Club Orpheum here? The Orpheum. It's a rock venue over downtown oh, Boston. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it, yeah. I, every time I do yeah. it, I think about that because I've been dragged yeah. here. I've been given the black t-shirt. Like, dude, you have to at least put this on if you're going <laughs> to drive us to Orpheum tonight. It's like, oh, I swear to God, if somebody comes near me with a whip, I'm going to I'm going to beat somebody in the face if they try to whip me. It's like, nobody will hurt you, Dennis, If they, if you, unless you want to be. It's like, shut up. You're lucky I'm doing this. <laughs> Because I'm the one who drives. Because I was responsible. Like I feel, I felt like I was more responsible in my early twenties than I am in my mid thirties now. Mm. Like I don't know if that. Like well, when you're about the same age. Uh, I part of why I feel responsible because I'm hanging around so many twenty year olds. Yeah. For mo- majority of your comedy, do you do you feel that way? Because you're a little bit older than majority of the people who do comedy, or or the Mister Business people group, all around the same age. Yeah, we're about all the same age. Okay. There's you know, Chris is like. A bit younger. He was like when he when he started. He was basically fresh fresh out of college. 
Um, and the rest of us are the same age. I think Jonathan's like just a little bit older, but barely. But you know, we're all early thirties, pretty much. So I mean, it's the same. You know, I don't feel like I'm more responsible than people. I don't know. I feel like I've always been responsible. You know, I don't know. Like, I was the guy who, again, this is another thing that I probably tweeted recently. I hate redemption stories because you could just choose not to fuck up. You know, I would hate it when I there would be like the person who would come to school and speak to you and be like, "I used to be a heroin heroin addict, but I just want to let you know that you can turn it around." And in my head, I'm like, "I like I just don't do heroin, and then you'll be fine." Like I don't know, and that's maybe that comes from one of my fears of like, I don't want to fuck up because I'm sure in the eyes of some people they view me having fun doing comedy as me fucking up. Oh god, I, I love that we. This is a therapy that. session, isn't this? Yeah, I love that. That that uh, we all have that little bit of fear of our coworkers or somebody finding out we do comedy. But yeah, yours is legitimate, man. Like I don't you, know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Fear. I don't know. It's it's all those things you see those stories online of like you know the teacher because they found out she was a naked model or like a, a swimsuit model and she gets fired for it. You know, or you see like who was it the. Like, was he on, like, Opie and Anthony or something? Like, there was a cop that was always on that show that would do stand-up comedy or something like that. And he, like, had to stop being a cop because they didn't want him to do stand-up. There's all kinds of stories like that, yeah. you know? Do you think it's because of the particular job you do? Or do you think any job that you would work at would, would feel the same way? I think it's any job, but I'm specifically scared because of my job. But I don't know. All right. I don't know. All right. I think we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. I think that's what Ask we're... me. You're going to come up to me, ladies and gentlemen. Um, come up to me, and if you want to know what I do, I'll tell you. It's not a secret, but I just I just don't like talking about it. I don't know. Fair I enough. fucking love talking about it. I hate talking about it. <laughs> I don't like talking about radio. One of the things yeah. that I brought up is I don't like telling people that I work in radio. Oh, my God, that must be so much fun, is what everyone says. And I, it's I, one of two things. It's that, and yeah. it's like, no, it's not. Uh, and the second thing that I usually get... You wake up that early? Oh, no, that must be the terrible. The thing I always get is, oh. oh, I don't listen to the radio anymore. I was like, ugh, go fuck yourself, you <laughs> pretentious douche. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. It's like, listen to radio. Oh, dying of fire. Yeah. Oh, I hate people who act all sound like about that. Because there's a thing. When they hear I work in radio, their eyes light up. Yeah. Like, oh, really? And then they go, huh, well, then I don't listen to radio anymore. It's like, yeah. then why did you get excited? Or even they'll, they'll open with, oh, I don't listen to radio anymore. Yeah. And then they ask me a thousand questions about radio. Yeah. And now that I'm being detrimental, it's more of a, so tell me more about that. You're clearly interested in it. Yeah. And I do nothing. I don't I like since I've moved and not, I don't do music anymore. Yeah. I don't do music radio. Everything has changed. Yeah. Like it's now become a boring office job. Whereas before it was right. a little more artistry and, and entertainment wise. But now I'm just doing a boring You're office in the, job. Yeah. So that's probably why I'm ready to quit. Yeah. So, but what would it would you how, uh, how successful in comedy comedy would you have to be? For somebody to, for you to quit your job, would you would you take a chance? I think like what's have, what's the level of commitment you would need from somebody else to quit your job to pursue comedy? It would have to do with money. I feel like you know, because all right, say it say sucks your student loans are paid off. Say your student loans are that's paid huge. Off. My student loans, but then it's like it becomes like all right, I'm married. Are we gonna have kids someday? Like, is that gonna be a thing? Am I gonna get a house? Are we gonna have to like get a mortgage? So it's gonna turn into like. Who am I going to be? Am I going to be the person who keeps renting and, like, lives my dreams? Or am I going to be Joe Picket Fence with a wife and maybe a dog or something like that? You know what I mean? Like, it, it comes down to, 
every day is a fork in the road, right? You know, like I could choose to be this person, I could choose to be that person. And I feel like it must be so difficult to You're not, not make much of a risk taker, are you? I am though. Are you? You're just not with not with your not with work. I don't know. I don't know. Not with work, no. Okay. My dad, like you said, like my dad, he's worked the same job longer than I've been alive. So I'm thirty one. He's been there maybe thirty two, thirty three years. And it's like God, what, you don't what do you hear do that anymore? You you don't you don't hear about that anymore. But it's like, how can I like I could just keep working and then like I'll be able to retire one day, you know? But it's like if I get a new job, it's like, oh I gotta start from scratch, like what's the retirement like? You know, start at the bottom of the ladder, climb all the way up, and it's like, I don't know. But back to your question of like what it it probably would be money. Like, you know what I mean? Like it would be great to be paid to be creative, to be paid to so be you, me. So but, you wouldn't quit your job. For the prospect of being a struggling comedian. I wouldn't do that, no. No, okay. I would... In because theory, I, could, I would if, be able to, like... If I had the... If I knew... I don't want to need the guarantee of success to quit my job to pursue comedy. I would need a little more commitment. Uh, I would need a little more reassurance than I would have if I quit today. Yeah. Like, there, I have a small amount of reassurance that I can make it happen even though I'm not getting paid now. If I push yeah. and work harder, I, I can get start getting paid. But if I lost my job today... I would seriously consider pushing to go full-time comedian. If you got fired today, if you got laid off today from your job, would you make the jump into doing comedy full-time or would you try to find another, would you go back? Try There's to go no back such to thing as comedy full-time, you know? It's, I do a couple sketch comedy shows from time to time and I don't know. I got to get the balls to do what you're doing and do open my, can we talk about how, uh, it's something that I should really try because as much as people always complain about hitting the road or something like that. I'm like, oh man, if I start a comedy today, maybe I can get good enough in like four or five years and I could be like a road dog on a weekend or something oh, like that. Road I could like me. I love go like road. Wednesday and sleep in a shitty hotel in like in some random place like 10 hours away, 15 hours away and like some part of me is like, that would be really fucking fun. Like, I don't know. And I know that's something that a lot of people want to move past or like once you get into comedy, you don't necessarily want to do the road but... That sounds See, cool I, to me. I haven't really done the road, but I love the prospect of going to a new city, yeah. going around the city, checking out the city, and then doing comedy yeah. at night. I mean, um, their Applebee's, they might have different specials on the menu than our Applebee's. You know what I mean? Honestly, I'm not going to Applebee's. I'm going completely <laughs> local because Applebee's everywhere. But no, I, well, like I, I, I want to do the road. They might like yeah. cook their Panera apple fritters a little bit different. <laughs> Come on. All right. I think this is a good place to wrap up. Sounds good, um, man. Good talk, man. This yeah. was some good stuff because yeah. oh, I love diving into and fears a little bit. People, so. I'm sorry. People are going to be like pissed. I'm like, what the fuck's his job? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I know. I'm a piece of shit. And there you have it. My podcast, again, was sketch performer Stephen Richard K. Uh, it was a fun time between him and I. Like, I got, from the, I got off that plane, and I was rushing to get here, and I was late, and I was really freaked out, but... You know, it was a good time that him and I have. And then I think I, you know, I didn't think him and I left. He gave me a ride to Terry O'Reilly's where I went and just did a little bit open my comedy afterwards. Told a couple jokes and then I went home and went to bed. I went back to work because my vacation has ended. At the end of this podcast, my vacation ended. Oh, well. Anyway, I appreciate that you guys listen. You heard at the beginning of the podcast that Stephen is the guy who has left an iTunes review. Do me a favor. If you are listening to this for the first time, if you came here from co-host, uh, from the Search for a Co-host podcast, 
or if you came here from uh, Jackson Blue, you're continuing listening on, I thank you very much for doing that. Please do me a favor. Go to uh, on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play, however you're listening to this. Hit subscribe. And also, if you can p- just please leave a review of the podcast, what that is going to do is it's going to help share this podcast because of their algorithms with other listeners, with more people. The more people get to hear, the more people who get to hear the guest. I'm sure you're, if you came here for the guest because you're a friend of theirs or you're a fan of theirs, well, you know, do us all a favor and you know, leave a good review. So, all right. I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, it's late now on Tuesday. I went, did an open mic and I came here just to post this. So you're probably listening to this on Wednesday morning, unless you're that dedicated and you're listening to it this late on Tuesday, almost Wednesday, uh, this late on a Tuesday. Thank you so much for being that diligent for listening. Actually, if you're at the end of this, Oh, it's so close to midnight by the time this gets by the time you finish listening to this. So it's it's Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everybody. All right. Again, thank you so much for listening. Take care. Oh, uh, by the way, starting next week, we are starting music month here on the podcast. So uh for the next four plus episodes or so, maybe. Uh it's gonna be all musicians, uh doing music. We had a little bit of a preview of music week through uh Radio Month with Scott Lester, who does my theme song, and we played a band uh, song from his band, uh, his solo project. And then the week after that, we had David Tenklevsky, radio broadcaster, TV traffic reporter, news guy, uh, David Tan- and my friend David Tenklevsky, who's also in a band. We played one of his songs afterwards. So that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to have some musicians on here, and we're going to play some songs, and we're going to talk. Um, there's not going to be many live performances. In fact, two of the artists that we're going to bring in, I don't even think. Uh, nope, we don't have a live performance for them. But trying to get a live performance from at least one of the bands that we're going to be having coming in here. So I'm still going to be recording them. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. It's going to get me back to my radio roots. We're going to have people play music. And we're going to talk to musicians. And I am going to love every single second of the next month of dropping this podcast. So I hope you enjoy that too. Please tune in next week coming up. Radio when uh, music month starts here on the podcast. So what do you really do? Thanks again for listening. Take care.